ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 15 of the Hockey Tank Podcast. This is Sunday, January 30th, 2022, in God's country, Newfoundland and Labrador. My name is Trevor Blackler, and as always, I'm joined with the majestic and the mighty Stephen Hale. How are you today, my friend? Good, man. Uh, not doing too much. Uh, chilling out, doing a bit of schoolwork, and it's rainy here, so it's been my day. How about yourself? It's actually a beautiful day here on the uh, Avalon Peninsula, so... Uh, I wasn't at much. I went to work today. I had a class at uh, 3.30, and now I'm home to a pod, so it's not wow. bad. Not yeah. bad. All right. On today's show, we will be recapping the last week of NHL news for you guys, introducing a new Newfoundlander to play in the NHL, and Steve and I will bring you our least favorite players from every NHL team. Um, <laughs> it was a busy week uh, for the NHL, so let's get right into it, shall we? Yes, sir. All right. The most pressing news. Patrick Alvin was hired as the Canucks uh, new GM, the Vancouver Canucks new general manager. Sorry. Um, any thoughts on this guy? Recent news that you've heard? Any um, I know he was Pittsburgh's. Um, sorry, I'm fixing my mic here. Uh, I know he's Pittsburgh's assistant general manager. Um, and I knew he was um, in the running for that job before Ron Hextall and Brian Burke uh, kind of took over in Pittsburgh. And I, yeah, I think he was probably a good option, honestly. I don't know. I don't really think Ron Hextall is an amazing general manager myself, especially after some shit I've heard. Um, kind <laughs> yeah. of clarifies All his abilities. Recently yeah, but I don't know. Um, I find Ron hasn't done much really since he's been in Pittsburgh, to be honest with you. No, um, he's been pretty quiet. Since yeah, been... he's definitely been quiet, and he's got to get some contracts on here now. But Patrick Alvin for the Canucks is a good move. Um, I think they hired a... Uh, um, Darren, I forget her name. Uh, uh, Emily girl. Gay. Yes, new she was general manager. Of yeah, Mexico. so that was they a got a point. Yeah, they got a cool uh, management system they're building now. So it's for fuck's sakes, it's better than Jim Benning. So <laughs> yeah, it doesn't we'll really matter who it is. They haven't proved anything yet, but they could have signed the hockey tank podcast guys that have been better off. Yeah, Ava, I mean you, assistant to the general regional manager. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've heard that these two work uh, well together and they're going to continue to bring in more pieces that work with them. Uh, they're two very comp- um, competent people I've heard from uh, just crowd around the league. So I don't know. Vancouver needs to make some uh, make something happen. They're up against the cap for a non-playoff team. It's kind of a bad look. So Yeah, I don't agree with a lot of what Jim Benning's done in recent years. I think the OEL deal is going to be a big mistake. Um, when down the road, I mean, I don't think it's going well now, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, I think with new management there, Patrick Elvin and, um, Bruce Pedro behind the bench, I think they got a really good thing going on. I think it's going to switch around time next yeah. year. I think they're playoff team next year. I do. There's two, there's two names that, uh, people's been throwing out to try to help them alleviate their cap. Um, Connor Garland and JT Miller, which one of these two would you move? I'd move uh, Garland easily. I think JT Miller's a heart of this team, honestly. Really? He's the he, most he's consistent a, player. Yeah, he's definitely the most consistent. And I think yeah. they're points leader. I don't know who else would even be in the He's captain team. material to me. I mean, no Bo, Bo Horvat runs the C he's over in Vancouver. Yeah, he is. But I just, JT Miller is just like an icon in Vancouver now. He plays like up to, he's, his effort level's there every night. He doesn't miss a shift. Yeah. The guy could play five on five penalty kill and power play. Um, yeah. He's an all around player. I, I, really I feel like he's got a little bit of, I don't know if this is just a weird comparison for me or what it is, but I feel like he's 
He's got a little bit of Ron O'Reilly in in him to me. I can see that. Comparable yeah. player in a way. Yeah, for some reason I, I can kind of understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. All right, on to the next piece of news. Keith Yandel has passed Doug Jarvis to become the NHL Iron Man uh, with 965 consecutive NHL games. Uh, that's insane. To even get a thousand games in this league is uh, a very hard accomplishment, and for him to get 965 consecutive and it's crazy. I, that's cool. I, that's really cool. Yeah. You know who's not far behind him? Phil Kessel. I know. I was just about to bring that up. Yeah. So we'll see uh, who, who goes down that. first. What? <laughs> we'll see who goes who goes down first because if Keith Ando gets an injury, Kessel could run past him. So I heard that. Um, well. Uh, I didn't really hear, but uh, just like off what I'm thinking, like Phil Kessel got a lot more years in the NHL where Keith Yandel has slowly been decreasing in play and ice time. So mm. I could see Keith holding it for now. Maybe Keith plays, I don't know, 1,030 NHL games. Who knows if those are all consecutive, but he'll, he'll probably play for another season or two. Uh, but then Phil Kessel, I mean, I, I think yeah. he's 43 games behind, something like that. and. Yeah, he's he's gone for that streak. But when it's all said and done, Phil Kessel will be the iron hot dog, I believe. He's the he's the iron hot dog man. He's mm-hmm. a quality dog for sure. Um, what was I gonna say then? I had something in my mind. Yeah, um, Keith Ando almost got scratched last season under Quinville, so he's yeah kind right. of declining in a way. You know, he's yep. he's not great defensively either. Um, it's what people say. I don't watch much Keith Ando. I don't know if anybody really does. Um, I don't watch the Flyers <laughs> on like a There's 13 shit. game losing yeah, streak. Absolute They're dog shit. I, don't, I can't even turn on the TV when I know the Flyers are playing. So. <laughs> if I even try, my TV will just override it and just like run that fucking watching. screen will shatter. I don't blame yeah. it either. Yeah. Um, another almost a thousand game mark. Well, is a thousand game mark is Drew Doughty got his silver stick for reaching 1,000 games in the NHL. Um. I've seen this day coming. Drew Doughty has been a beast in this league. Two Stanley Cups. I uh, don't think he has a Norris. I could be wrong. I don't know, man. I feel like he might have one. Does he? Or I no? I feel like he or, was he, he was, was nominated 100%. Oh, definitely, man. He was, he's was he been nominated like for like those four years that they went on that kind of dynasty run and from 2012 to 2014. Drew Doughty. A... I think he was second behind Eric Carlson maybe in 2012 or 2013. I feel like he was really close. But then Duncan Keith got a couple there. Uh, mm. Did Subban get one? Subban had one in like 2014. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. There was a lot of good defensemen in that little run, so I'm not sure if Doughty got one, but nonetheless, a great defenseman. Um, Future Hall of Famer, I think. Oh, definitely. It's two Stanley Cups. and Gold medal. Yeah, gold medal. He must be uh, in the running now for, I don't know, getting up there now with the Kings all-time like defenseman point leader. I know they got like Rob Blake, maybe. Yeah. Leader right now, but I think when it's all said and done, Daddy's going to be the best defenseman. Yeah, anyway. Especially if he keeps playing when all these young guns start clipping like Byfield and uh, all the rest of. They them. got Brant Clark coming on the blue line too. Yeah, definitely. Bjorn fought. They got a lot. They got a good. They got a good blue line. Man. Sean Dursey's like, playing there now. He's pretty good. And yeah, he yeah. has been. He has been getting a few points lately, hasn't he? I think yeah. he had a multiple point game over the weekend. I'm not yeah, sure. I don't know. I don't know if he's like at 11 points in like 22 games or something. So not bad. Yeah, I don't know. You're the stat guy here. Something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Drake Batherson was injured by a hit from Aaron Dell, the fucking goalie of what the uh, 
Fucking Buffalo Sabres. Yeah. What's he like, the eighth string goalie or something in Buffalo? I honestly think he's the third string. So, dude, the guy come out and fucking hit Batherson like he was just chasing a puck. Batherson went into the boards and like, I think it's a high ankle sprain. So mm-hmm. it sucks to see him out. Um, he misses the All Star game. Yeah, I was. Just, I just had that down there on related news. Uh, Brady Kachuk will take his place in the All Star. Mm-hmm. But, um, dude, do you think? Uh, I don't know. This poses the question of: Do you think goalie should be? fair game if they're outside the crease playing the puck um to a certain degree i think you should be able to nudge them and you know but i don't think you should be able to flat out run them over over. yeah no do you think that that should have been a penalty oh 100 that should have been a penalty 100 i'm pretty sure he didn't get a penalty on the play but i'm pretty sure he's gonna get suspended three games yeah because that was fucking interference man if a player did that uh, sent a player into a vulnerable position going into the boards like that at a high speed. I mean, that would be, uh, I mean, that's at least five games. If, I mean, Tom Wilson does it fucking goodbye, Tommy, but um, yeah, I don't know. That just rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, fuck you, Aaron Dell. Like he's kind of got a history too of like hitting players and I don't know, being kind of a hothead. So I don't know. Kinda There's the definitely way. suspension there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Lundqvist got his number 30 and Zubov got his number 56 retired in New York and Dallas, respectively. Um, I love those Zubov jerseys. Yeah. And warm-ups. Yeah, Yeah, I seen that too. Yeah, Yeah. the old-time Dallas Stars from like Mike. That looks – yeah, but they had Adidas twist on it. Mm -hmm. So it was really good. I really like those jerseys. I miss them. But, uh, yeah, good for uh, Zubov and Lundqvist. Lundqvist – I think his jersey retirement was a little bit more emotional. I've seen a lot more. But that, you, know you know why? Because, um, or for one I've heard and seen, I was going to bring that up too. Like, we didn't really see a lot of Zubov get his number retired, but, like, Lundqvist was plastered over Facebook, over the NHL website, over uh, Instagram. It was everywhere. And that's because Lundqvist yeah. is, a, like, I don't know, like a celebrity in New York. And his and he's a lot more open with, going like, making TV appearances and doing, like, public speaking like that whereas Zubov like hated it apparently back in his career like never even used to give interviews when he was playing let alone like do something like this well I guess they're gonna promote whatever is more promotable I guess <laughs> yeah I suppose it doesn't yeah. make it any less doesn't make Zubov's any less um great yeah but it just just get some more views and that's what really what it boils down to for any fuck company so <laughs> yeah it's Zubov uh he leads Dallas Stars defenseman in games, goals, assists, and points. I think I think he's up there for the greatest uh, Russian defenseman of all time. I, I can't really think of many other Russian defensemen that's done what he's done in the NHL. No, when I think of Russia, I think of forwards and cocaine. So, I, <laughs> yeah, you can make an argument. Can't be there, like Gonchar. In his Gonchar, Markov, Andre Markov was good in, in Montreal. He's not that level, but he was good defenseman. He was serviceable, yeah. He was there for a long time. He was a great, like, top four defenseman for a long time. But um, Zubov, I'm pretty sure, won a cup with New York in 94, went to Dallas in 96, and then just steady from then on, just was a great offensive defenseman there. Yeah, he was a staple. So there's no – I don't don't believe there's a better defenseman from Russia. Yeah, it's kind of odd how Russia produces, like, these great goaltenders and great forwards, but you don't really hear of defensemen. I mean, Sergachev coming up right now. Uh, that's the best example I can give of a young Russian defenseman. 
I, I can't either. Sergachev is definitely one of the better ones. Um, but you got like they've had good defensemen, but they're not like um players like Doughty or Carlson or you know you're not they're not those type of defensemen. It's just like there's Dmitry Orlov in Washington. He's been a really serviceable defenseman for a long time, but he's not like a big name defenseman. If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it does. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I the only thing I can think of is their development and training programs over there cater towards offense and goaltending. And don't really really care about the defense position, but yeah. that's a debate for another day. We got more news to get to. Um, so Evander Kane, it fucking happened, Stephen. I was saying all week long, no, he will not sign his locker room cancer. There's not a team stupid enough to sign Evander Kane. And then what happened, Stephen? Good old Kenny. Good old Kenny signed him in Edmonton to a one-year contract. How I think I was looking on cap friendly, and I think it's worth two point three million but it's prorated so he's only going to get a percentage of that based on the games he plays yeah he'll only make like i don't know if it's like 600 700k is that it yeah or... i'm not sure but anyway um it turns out to be good because he got his first nhl goal in his first or not his first nhl goal, <laughs> his first goal with edmonton in his very first game played with them so i guess it couldn't have been that bad of a move move no it's just you don't want the it to hurt the locker room and you know he seems sincere enough in his interviews he had an interview um the other day, I believe, and, you know, he seems like he's, um, I don't know, he's really serious about turning it around and fixing what's happened with uh, his career and what, you know, what's portrayed of him in the media. So we'll see in the long run. Um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of other teams who signed him in the past thought this was um, going to be his, um, you know, where he fixes his attitude, but it's never really happened, so. I, it's all dandy and fine here now, but uh, I think down the road you 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 may run into a problem because um, it just seems to happen every team he's been on. Maybe he'll prove everybody wrong, and I hope he does because he's actually a really good hockey player. But yeah. uh, you know he's got a lot of baggage with him. Hopefully he doesn't ruin the room. That's right. Yeah, and it seems like uh, I don't know. He's a short-term fix for right now because he's on his best behavior. Uh, he obviously doesn't want to get sent down to the jungle again or the uh, AHL, but. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. Let's see if he can keep on producing. If he scores, um, I don't think Edmonton cares if they had, like, I'm not going to say anything more than that. But they should I, bring fucking Sean Avery and Matt Cook out of retirement, too, if they're going at this. If they, if Matt Cook was scoring goals, they'd do anything at this point because they need to fight for a playoff spot and they need to fight bad because mm. it's going to get to the point if they get on another four or five game losing streak, they're pretty well. You know, kicking tires at a first overall pick again. Not the first overall pick, but draft lottery. Yeah, definitely. And you don't want that right now if you're no, not no, um, not really news. But I, I guess we'll get to the news news before we get to the unrelated news. Uh, Jeremy Colleton, the old coach for Chicago, will lead Canada in coaching duties in the 2022 uh, Beijing Olympics. Yeah, I uh, seen that Claude Julian stepped down. I don't know if yeah. it's an injury. I heard, I heard he had an injury. I, I seen injury, but I mean, unless he like you, might, you probably might not want to travel over that area, that yeah. area to yeah. To work, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what time to go with that, but yeah. I don't know why he'd accept it in the first place, though. But I don't know. I don't know. I guess he sincerely uh, just wanted to go, and then got an injury. I personally plan on watching the Olympics with a couple of my buddies over here. Um, Man, I, I honestly can't wait. I think this team is as good as we can get it for. This yeah, I'd, I'd, given. 
I wanted to see Patrick Marlowe there. I did. I thought he would. That would be a good look. Maybe get him signed at deadline if there's a, a team seeing him in action. Mm-hmm. That's a bit upsetting to me. I guess he got family and his own reasons. I'm sure he would have been invited 100% if he was interested. But uh, yeah. I still think it's going to be you know a fairly decent team. I don't. I don't see him winning gold though. Honestly, and I, I uh, the captains are what I, uh, I believe the captains Eric Stahl. Eric Stahl, captain. Assistants, David DeHarnay, and and the other assistants, Maxime Nero, which is a defenseman who plays in the NLA, I believe. So, I don't know, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's him. So, I mean, it's a, it's a decent team, but uh, I don't really know. I'm hoping they go for gold. Let's hope yeah. so, but uh, it's going to be tough. Yeah. If you could win gold medals for the size of your head, Eric Stahl would win one. But then they wouldn't be able to get the uh, medal over his head because his head's so fucking big. <laughs> dude, I never noticed that. Has he got a big ass head? Oh, dude, he's got a huge head. When he was wearing bucket number thirty-two in Montreal, like I don't know, like I don't, there was this meme. Remember the uh, when one of the canals got stuck with that shipping container boat? Yes. Uh, Eric Stahl's head. Photoshopped Eric Stahl's bucket in in the canal. For fuck's <laughs> sakes, Eric, get your helmet out of the canal. You're... <laughs> Fucking blocking up the supply chain. Dude, I've never noticed how big his head is. Now I get to go make that a priority. To go yeah. see that. Well, we'll post it on the Instagram, man. I'll, uh, I'll look okay. for some uh, some Eric style big head memes or something. Okay. Sounds like, a, sounds like a plan. All right. Uh, news, but not really news. Machine Gun Kelly will perform at the All-Star Game. I don't know if you had a, an opinion on this. Do you like the guy? Do you not like the guy? I don't really care for him, I think. I don't really care for any celebrities, honestly. I'm not into celebrities. But uh, cold hearted. I don't give a fuck. I think they're just a lot of them are overpaid. But um cool, I guess. I don't know. I want to see Ario Speedwagon more, but what can you do? <laughs> oh, that's a throwback, buddy. Jeez. Take it on the run. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear a fucking it's, Eminem it's diss Vegas. track or they're whatever. Gonna, you're they're gonna do as much as they can to promote this and get as many people there and spending money as they can. I wouldn't I would be going for the hockey. I wouldn't care if there was a church choir going personally but here's what it is good for machine gun kelly the other fellas are playing yeah well geez i'd like to go then yeah now you're true. now you're talking mm-hmm. zach chalk up there performing Fuck the time. now you're talking no the better artist honestly more talented yeah. in my opinion <laughs> i think that a lot of these uh rappers and guys are pretty overrated but you know well that's a discussion for another that's right. Maybe when we get our rap rapid podcast out, we'll yeah, we'll have to create something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, the last bit of news that I just got to touch on again because it's um, it's pretty big, man. Um, Boko uh, Boko Imama. Do you know who that is? The black player in the AHL. I do. I believe he played with LA, and now he's in Arizona or something like that. He's in Tucson with the Tucson yeah. Roadrunners of Arizona. Yeah, uh, he had a racist racist remark or gesture made to him too that same one that was made towards um, uh, Jordan Subban I don't know how this one got swept under the rug and Jordan was so big it was the it was the exact same gesture except I guess Jordan Subban I don't know has more clout to him and uh, has a bigger platform but I just want to give a heartfelt like I don't know not an apology but just like a recognition to that we support you Boko Imama too yeah. in the AHL like and, and apparently two weeks before this, um, it happened to him again. It, like, Boko's been a real victim of these racist gestures. And 
it's just been swept under the rug again and again but i just want to you know bring it bring it forward and say like this is happening to this guy the guy that did did it to boko imama got 30 games uh he's banned for 30 games so dude i heard nothing about this so it was definitely slept or swept under the rug because i'm always on hockey instagram and whatnot or and just looking for updates so yeah that that's actually a fucking sin but uh dude. You know, just because Jordan Subban's got more name value doesn't mean he deserves more media attention. And um, I don't know, Boko, I'm sorry, I don't know his name. I don't know. Boko Imama. Boko Imama. He's, uh, yeah. I, I remember I drafted Boko one time in like the seventh round just because he had a sick name. And then, uh, and he was on my team yeah. just drawing it out in the AHL for like five years. And then one year he exploded to like 87 overall. And I was like, you got to be fucking wow. with me. And yeah, he was like, bottom six potential or he was back in the day when you had the stars i think he was like the stars three, i think he was two yellow stars or three yellow stars or something and he fucking exploded 87 overall and i was wow so i got i'm gonna have to dig out the xbox 360 and go yeah. and find it because get I a screenshot <laughs> yeah man yeah that's sick but i know so i don't know i almost felt a personal connection to this one because i fucking had this guy in a gm mode once yeah, well, it's definitely happened to happening too much. I mean, if it, we're talking about uh, racial slur, any sort of uh, race, uh, you know, racial gesture, and consecutively in podcasts, um, it seems like we're trying to go in the right direction as society. But there's a lot of bumps. I'm gonna, in the road. I'm gonna keep bringing it up every time I see it. I'm gonna yeah. start calling people out on. And, you know, it needs to be talked about too. So you know, I, I used agree to be the guy you. to kind of say, "Oh, that's not my place." You know, I'm not a person of color. This isn't my issue. But this is. Uh, I mean, I, I'm gonna bring it up and bring it into the light every every time I see it, man. I'm gonna call people out on it. Man. Yeah, it sucks, man. I'm I'm wishing Boko a good season. You know, and I'm gonna check out his elite prospect profile. Maybe see some stats and hope I hope he scores some goals and. Gets called up to Arizona. I mean, it can't be that hard to get called up to Arizona. Come on, Boko. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. That'd be awesome to see Boko up there. Turn into Come a on. star or something. I'm pretty sure he's huge, too. I'm pretty sure he's like 6'4", like 220 pounds. He could be a good power forward. I, mean. I want to see him called up. I might start a trend. Call Boko. Yeah. Hashtag call Boko. Um, I guess while we're on the topic of this, Jacob Pateta came out with a video. Did you see his apology video? I've seen it, yeah. He's seen pretty, um, I don't know, sincere. And a lot of other players came out to say, like, no, I've used that gesture before, the tough guy gesture, you know, bodybuilder gesture to, like, white players. And we didn't think much of it and stuff like that. So I can see where he's coming from. And he looks sincere. And it's a sin that it's going to be taken away from him. But, I mean, this is the sixth, seventh incident now with the bodybuilder thing. Uh, players got to start learning that, like, if you're if you're gonna do this towards a person of color, it's gonna be perceived as the monkey gesture. It's not gonna be perceived as the tough guy, and that's because these guys have dealt with this all their life. They uh, this has happened to them before, where people did have ill intent um, to make those racist remarks towards them. So, I mean, you can't blame Jordan here, and you can't blame Boko. Maybe the people, the offenders, were just doing the bodybuilder, but it's gonna be perceived to them as uh, a racist gesture because it's happened in the past so uh i that gesture the bodybuilder type if you're going to do it maybe arms over the head so you're flexing your muscles maybe not do it when you're you know uh, going you know b- below the waist with your with your hands you know if you're going to be making those remarks or gestures like 
I don't know. Uh, all I'm trying to say is that gesture. I hope now it's gone from the game because it's being perceived as a racist gesture, and the black players got no time for it. You don't even need to do it, man. Like when I was chirping people, I just fucking I was I my mouth was going, man, flat out. Like I wasn't making any, you know, movements with my arms or flexing or nothing. I was just like calling them a piece of shit straight to their face. I mean that that'll do the trick if you want to call somebody, you know, if they're. If you're in a game and you don't like somebody, no matter what their color is, I mean, you know, you're, you're going to chirp them, you're going to call them a piece of shit if they're white or black. I mean, if you're fighting for a win, you're two points, you know, it, yeah. it doesn't matter then. You can do that. That's fair. You call everybody, you you roast everybody and chirp everybody and swear on them in a game, but you don't need to do that. I mean, just especially after all this stuff happened, you think people learn like, wow, maybe I'm better off swearing on him or call him shit hockey player instead of just making... Uh, this type of, I don't know, movement, like the bodybuilder movement. It's just, yeah. It's a little bit out there now. It's just don't do it. Like, if you're in a room and I'm a captain, I'm like, God, oh, just swear on somebody or chirp them. You don't need to make th- these movements. Like, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a it dangerous to line to cross. And I mean, yeah. you are in a physical altercation, so you are more, uh, I don't know, prone to use like hand gestures and to be more like physical with your taunts. But, yeah, uh, this gesture just needs to be removed from the game. It's being perceived in a negative way, and it's got a yeah. very dirty history behind it, so uh, it yeah. needs to be gone, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, it's just perceived badly. I mean, that's the thing. Even whether they mean it or not, it's perceived badly, so just exactly. get it out and just don't do it. There's so many other things you can do. Face wash them. Put your, you know, I'd be out there. I'd slash them in the back of the legs and kick them. I don't know. <laughs> don't do yeah. that, but maybe that's a bit much, but <laughs> don't do the – don't do the uh, uh the taunt the tough guy. Yeah, I figured uh yeah, I figured I'd bring this up because uh last last episode before I seen his apology video, I was wishing Jacob Pateta fucking near death, you know. I was saying I hope he's kicked out of the league and everything taken away from him. But he seemed pretty sincere and I mean that doesn't make it better. He should still be banned from uh this league for this season and maybe part of next season until you know some kind of sensitivity training or something can be put to hopefully make this uh not happen again so he did seem sincere in his apology i must say that he did seem uh, like he, it doesn't it doesn't make it right i mean it, it doesn't make it right they shouldn't do that the season in my opinion yeah i mean where they have had to deal with this shit all their life i mean seeing mm-hmm. something like that obviously brings it back so you know there's no excuse but you know at the same time you know in the future you know if you know he realized what he's done he does i believe he deserves another chance yeah, maybe, maybe next season, maybe halfway through the season. No. But, but if it was, if you know, that's just a video. So I mean, it depends. I mean, if you really know the guy, if you really know, like, if you get a real conclusion out of him, you know, a you lot can... of people have been backing him online. A lot of people said, yeah. "I've known this guy. We fought. You know, he's made this gesture towards me before." Um, but that was, you know, straight white males for the most part. For all the part, it was never a, you know, a black. Uh, athlete hasn't come out so far and said this gesture didn't mean anything to me you know they've all been pretty uh aligned saying this gesture has you know a bad history with us it's been used against us uh in the past um so no it just uh, needs to be cleaned up now that's enough guys yeah and that's why it's gonna that's gonna happen because people are gonna keep getting suspended and it's it's the right thing so well it'll it'll fix uh yeah Hopefully, hopefully it'll fix it up and people will find something else to do. That's not racist. (laughs) 
Yeah. All right. Well, I'm happy I thought we talked about that because it was on my mind all week. I, I, I heard about what happened to Boko, man. I was honestly sick to my stomach that I never heard of it, man. So, yeah. He's a good right. one. Wishing the best for Boko and his family and Jordan and his. Um, Steve. Yeah, like, and hopefully these guys learn their lessons. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, Steve, we'll take a quick break now and then we'll be back for NHL New for the Week. How does that sound? Wonderful. Take us there. I'll see you there. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Uh, Thanks for sticking with us through the news. Now, a very exciting NHL news of the week brought to you by our local hockey historian himself, Caleb Smith. How are you today, man? Not bad. How are you, Trevor? I'm not too bad, man. Where are you two these days? I'm in St. John's still. Fucking same old, same old. Deadly, man. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Who's the uh, new planner you got for us this week? Speaking of the town, we got a good townie boy, Harold Druken, a centerman from St. John's. Nice. Um, Harold was drafted 36 overall in 1997 by the Vancouver Knocks. And um, I just want to point out to Tyler Gillard um, was at a St. John's Maple Leafs game when he was a kid. And he was like in awe that Harold and Druken was sitting in front of him for that game. <laughs> like uh-huh. you tell anybody else outside of Newfoundland that Harold Druken was sitting in front of him, they wouldn't have a fucking clue who that guy Dude, was. That, you tell yeah. a lot of people on Newfoundland that Harold Druken was sitting in front of him, they wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, oh, this man. is 36 overall, though. I, Me I either. Was, uh, I wasn't even born when this guy was drafted. So I'm excited to hear about this guy's story. Yes, man. Same. Well, um, Harold Drukin, he played high school hockey in the States, so he, this, he moved away at a young age, obviously. But he didn't play um, develop, he didn't play juniors in the States. He played three seasons in the OHL with the Detroit and Plymouth Whalers. Um, some notable seasons in the OHL in 98-99, he put up 103 points in 60 games played. He had 58 goals in that season, too. Nice. What a player. Sniper. I mean, this would indicate why he went. He went 36 overall. That would be second round, right? So yeah, that's a good. That's a good place to go. Second, yeah, early man. second round. Um, he made his pro debut in 99-2000. He split time between the HL and the NHL with Syracuse Crunch and Vancouver. But in the NHL, he played 33 games in his rookie season and scored seven goals, nine assists for 16 points. Man, I would have had him in the full season. Yeah, man. That's like, a good I pace. That's like a 30, 40 point pace. It is, man, 30, far over 30 points. Yeah, maybe he might have got like 40. If he had a hot streak there, he might have been able to get up to 45 points if he had a good week. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, maybe where you're so young, you just kept in the NHL. You didn't yeah. really know what they were doing with that time. But uh, the next season in 2000-2001, he also split time with the Kansas City Blades of the IHL and Vancouver. But this season, he played 55 games, scored 15 goals, 15 assists for 30 points. Not bad. You said in the IHL? Or... Uh, the IHL, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's, that wasn't a bad league. That was just under the AHL. Yeah, it's pretty much what the ECHL is now. Yeah. Not bad. Um, that season two in the HL, he scored against Felix Potvin. No, sorry. This was in the NHL. I saw Potvin just assume the Maple the uh, St. John's Maple Leafs. But this was in the actual NHL. He scored against Felix Potvin in overtime to clinch a playoff spot for Vancouver and for the first time in five years. I read that online. Legendary. That's what I was going to bring that point up. That's, that's pretty legendary. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> I've heard of, like, I mean, I've heard of Harold. 
Harold before, but I haven't like done any research on him. So that's a pretty cool yeah, fact. Um, the next season, he also split time. This guy was famous for splitting time in the minors, man. He, this time with the Manitoba Moose of the HL, and he played 27 games in the NHL with Vancouver, scored four goals, four assists for eight points. So he's starting to drop off. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe and his confidence is going. His confidence is probably going, man. You're a prospect, you know, pretty hot pick, and you keep getting thrown up and down all the time, man. That's going to mess with your confidence and, like, even like stability, right? Yeah, and you so. can't get any uh, chemistry going with your line mates because exactly, switching man. every other every other month. I know, man. You're just living in a suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but um, it was also in 2001, 2002. It was a serious ankle injury that pretty much derailed his career. So, like you guys were saying, being up and down, and also this ankle injury. This was the beginning of the end for Harold Drukin. Wow, I feel Same like Vancouver. Way. I feel like Vancouver's really good at ruining prospects. They're pretty good at that. Like I know we spoke about a newfie prior. And a I, lot of newfies I, actually got time in Vancouver. I was looking yeah. online. There's a maybe think about uh, Jason King, Stephen. Yeah, where he was in Vancouver and it never really worked out when he was well, on. He that had line. Uh, he had injuries too. He had a concussion injury. So he did. Yeah. Yeah. Something I don't know about Vancouver, man. If you're a Newfoundlander, gets drafted. Don't go. go Vancouver, don't sign. I mean, it's a death wish to go there. Apparently, hold out. You always end up with an injury. Yeah. Um. The next season, he um, 2002, 2003, he split time, but it pretty much wasn't in the NHL. He only played three games, played for Vancouver that season, and he split time between the Lowell Lock Monsters and St. John's Maple Leafs of the HL. So I'd say this was around the year that Tyler went and seen that Maple Leafs game. Oh, yeah. Jeez, uh, yep. Tyler would have only been like four or five. Yeah, I mean, like you said, he was only a kid, right? Yeah. Mm, he was pretty much in awe, like <laughs> telling his dad, that, holy shit, that's Harold Drukin. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shout out to in, Tyler Gillard. <laughs> yeah. In 2002, 2003, that season, he was uh, traded to Carolina, where he played 14 games, but he only got one assist, and he didn't play any playoff games with Carolina, and that was the season. No, sorry, I'm Scratch that. That was the season before I'm thinking about with Carolina. They made the finals. But um, I guess that was a pretty solid Hurricanes team, man, to get traded there. They probably had Gary Roberts, Narrator Zerbe, Rod Brindmore, guys like that. Yeah, definitely right after winning. Rod the Bod. Yeah, man. Best coach but, in the league. Top five coach. He didn't last long with Carolina. Those 14 games were the only games he would play there. And then the next season, 2003, 2004, he played the majority with the St. John's Maple Leafs. And he played nine games played with Toronto Maple Leafs and actually got four assists with the Leafs. Oh, wow. Shit. No, that's nice. not a bad stat line. No, man. Wow. But um, that those would be the last games Harold Drukin would ever play in the NHL. Well, he made him uh, good ones. He made his, uh, made worth of them. Um, the next season in the lockout season, obviously, he played the full season with the Maple Leafs in the AHL of St. John's Maple Leafs. Then the next season, instead of um, staying in North America, he went to Switzerland and played in the National League. Nice. So we got to make some guy, money. Another guy that went overseas. He played 18 games over there, and he got 10 points while he was at it. That's not bad. Man. Yeah. Um, so this guy's like Daniel, Daniel Winnick in the flesh. <laughs> Daniel Winnick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know this guy's ankle is still killing him right now later in his career, man. So oh, you know to even put up those points are uh, Oh, yeah, great. man. His, his house is definitely one level. He's not walking up no stairs. No oh, stairs. Just wait till Washer and dryer start. on the main level. 
I got a little uh, fun fact about Harold Drew can all throw in at the end of his uh, career stats. I think you're going to get a laugh at it. But um, from 05 to 06, it, I couldn't find anything on him up until 08, 09, where he played a season with the Deer Lake Red Wings in the Newfoundland League. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> so, I guess he um, just retired, and then three years later, he said, fuck it, I'm going to lace up the skates back in Newfoundland. Yeah, might as well. Just for some yeah. fun, yeah. And, Show up some guys. Well, he did show him off. He played 24 games and scored 44 points. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> sick. Oh, man. That's sick, yeah. As Errol Drukin's NHL totals were 146 games played. He got 27 goals, 36 assists for 63 points, and he got 36 penalty minutes, too. Good for him. And <laughs> Sticking another, up for himself. <laughs> another notable career highlight was um the 1999 world juniors he represented canada and he won a silver medal that's awesome wow, not bad yeah man so that's, that's, that's the sick. career of harold drukin but I'll did you uh you got to put on a maple leaf too so that's cool yeah man he did two maple leafs st john's and Toronto. which one is better we can and canadian that all day, you know? and the canadian oh yeah jesus Three. Guy is uh, the maple leaf man jesus yeah Caleb, did you find anything about his early career playing in St. John's? Um, is early like it? Well, he played high school hockey in the states, so I don't. Oh think yeah, he you played, were saying that. Yeah, he probably moved away. So. He probably moved away in PUE's Bantam, something like that, right? Yeah. But um, the poor fella, man. I got a. There's a guy that moved into my house. His name's Scott. He's from Corner Brook, and I was telling him about the podcast, like I do Newfoundlanders of the week, just highlighting. Newfies and the NHL. And uh, he said, dude, there's an NHL player that works at fucking Kent over in Corner Brook. And I was looking at all the guys from Corner Brook, and it was none of those names were ringing a bell. And sure enough, I just said Harold Drew, and he was like, that's it. That's the guy. Harold dude, Drew's really? Guy. He, he works, works at Kent. <laughs> yes, man. <laughs> man, I've been in Kent like 20 <laughs> I times. Don't he, I don't you know gotta... if he works there now, but Scott just, his name's Scott. He just graduated high school last year. And uh, he said, yeah, as far as he can remember, Harold Drupin was working in that camp. He even asked his dad, like, who's the NHL player that works in Kent? And then, sure enough, Harold Drupin. <laughs> I'm going to have to go in Kent, like, with a Drupin jersey on and see if somebody points me out. Oh, you got – somebody will definitely point that out, man. Yeah. You got to go in and interview yeah, him on his lunch break, Steve. Yeah, there was one guy in there who mixed me up some paint, and he was kind of an asshole, so I hope it's not him. <laughs> break my heart. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> No, man, I'm sure he's a good fellow. Sell some toilets. Yeah, we wish the best for Harold Drugan wherever he's working, man. Yeah, yeah, wherever, sure. Whatever Kent franchise he works at or <laughs> Canadian Tire Home Hardware, I'm sure it's going good. Yes, man. <laughs> That's yeah. a way to – what a bombshell of a career to go down from playing with the Leafs or working in Kent. I'm sorry. Buddy, you know mean. what? Kent's not even a bad – I'm, sure I'm sure they Funny, got the good benefits. the lumber prices these days, you yeah, can probably get true. some sick deals on lumber. So that's not even a bad rig out there. He's paying uh, more at the fucking lumber than he was playing with the St. John's Maple Leafs, man. Yeah, he's probably, <laughs> probably. getting lumber for discounts and selling it oh, in Kijiji man, or something. He definitely loads up the pan of the truck before he leaves. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's bad. We're making accusations on a podcast about Harold Drew robbing lumber. <laughs> oh, we didn't say we were robbing it. He's just getting that discounted and selling it. He's just marking yeah, it up for retail. Yeah, marking it up. Yeah. Not, not that's called a hustler. That. That's called a hustler, baby. Yeah. Um, well, great career for him. Yes, for sure. And great after career uh, work, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Definitely. I'm going to go try and see him. <laughs> Definitely. Keep All us right, up there on that.
Yes, for sure. All right, Caleb, thanks for stopping by, man. Take care. Yeah, no problem, boys. All right, see ya. Hello again, folks. Thank you for sticking with us so far. Um, now me and Steve are going to uh, give our least favorite player on each NHL team. This was very hard for me because I don't like to shit on players a lot, and I definitely don't have players that I hate. Uh, but, this was easy. <laughs> but Steve <laughs> <laughs> Steve thinks otherwise. This is the easiest things. This took me an hour. It took Steve two minutes. Yeah, I, did. I don't need to look at the logo. I know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I guess I'll just let the uh, the expert and the master take it from here, Steve. Uh, the shit expert. Do you want to do it by alphabetical order or division? or? I was going to go team, um, just by alphabetical. alphabetically. Right, That's what yeah. I got done here. Yeah. Um, to clarify, I know I made a joke at the start. I don't really like to say I don't hate anybody. I just think I, there's different reasons. Um, I could have chose this player because he's a scumbag. I could have chose this player because he, I don't think he offers anything to this team. I could have chose this player because I think he's overpaid. There's a few different reasons. I think sort of my least favorite team or player on that team for a reason. So um, start off with Anaheim, good old Ducks. Um, I chose Nicholas Delorier. Um, oh, I think he's. Come a, on. I think he's a bit of a scumbag. I don't Dude, really like he's him. An enforcer, man. I, I don't really like him. I. Uh, I think he thinks he's better at a hockey player than what he is. And I don't he's think he's that good last season. Last season. Didn't he? I don't he's care, man. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> last season. He hasn't done anything. I don't like him. <laughs> Easy as that. <laughs> Fair enough. I'd send his ass. One of my favorite players on that team. I like him. I think he stands up for – Yeah, well, we, we're, I don't know if we're going to agree on all this then. No, we're definitely not because uh, my least favorite player on this team right now is Trevor Zegers. Uh, I love his first name, but he's the only player on the he's the only player in the whole league that could take the Calder from Raymond or Sider. So I got to be against him right now. It's been yeah. fifty-seven years since a Red Wing won this award. It's been way too long. I think the last one to win it was like Roger Cozier or something. I think he's got to stop scoring highlight real goals because that's all the NHL cares about. I Fuck know, the man. NHL. They only care about offensive. They're not going to have. Sider they don't care there. about consistency. They don't care about. Sauter's one of the. He's he's already one of the better defensemen in the NHL. It's he's true. The best defenseman on Detroit by it. He's like, the best defenseman in Detroit. If on my pick, one hundred percent. I know Raymond's consistent and he's going to be a 70, 80 point scorer. I know it. Um, if not more, but. I think Sauter's better than Raymond. I think Sauter's better than Zegras. I think Sauter is. I think so. Too, be, I think he's a Norris winner. Yeah. So for that reason, I gotta be against Trevor Zegras here. Uh, I'll like him again next year, but for right now, not my not my favorite. Sick first name. Sick first name. But um, that's besides the point. Who do you have? Who do you have coming out of the desert? Uh, there isn't much that comes out of the desert. Um, right. But I chose Antoine Roussel. Because okay. I forgot he was even a hockey player. I mean, he's absolute dirt. Isn't he from um, France? I don't know. Wherever he's from, he should stay, go back there because he doesn't belong playing with the fucking – actually, I, I don't even know if it's a compliment that he plays with the Coyotes. I mean, they're, they're, they're going <laughs> yeah, to move to – looking at himself right now like, hey, yeah. not bad, third line. But that's like with the Coyotes. I don't know. Not to be a dick to Anton Rousseau. Um, I don't think he offers much to any NHL club. Man, that's mean. Um, I think he does. I'm I'm against you again, Stephen. Jesus, I think he uh, 
He had grit, man. You need grit these days. He was great in Vancouver. He's he not even good grit, up. though. He used to stick up. He's not a William Carrier. I want William Carrier on my team. Yeah. He's good grit. Good grit. Um, Caden Colesar is good grit. Reeves is excellent grit. You got to have yeah. grit. He might get you a face off every now and then, but that's about all he's worth. Who? Roussel? Yeah. Roussel's a winger. He's not winning yeah. shit. He's yeah. probably the worst face off. Well, that makes him team. even worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess he's got no assets. He's got no personal assets. Fuck him. He won't be on my team. Uh, we kind of agreed on one thing because I said uh, I don't like an Anton from Arizona, but that was Anton Strawman. He's just a defenseman that I always seen was overrated. He had some good days in Tampa, but who wouldn't have good days in Tampa with that team? I don't see him as that effective of a player. I don't know why. Like, I don't know. For whatever reason, I, I just don't have an opinion about this guy. He's just like there for me. Like he's not like overly defensive. He's not overly offensive. He's just kind of Anton Strawman. So, yeah, that's my pick for Arizona. <laughs> Good pick. <laughs> Thank you. Who's your Boston? Um. Starting to like this player a little bit more. Still, I don't really like him. Brad Marchand. I don't like him. He's a rat. Um, he's a good hockey player. Yeah, but I still don't like him. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I think he he wants to have the attention all the time. He's like an attention whore. Is he not? He's a whore. I can see that. He's very whorish. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. I did. I wouldn't want him on my team. He'd... I'd, I like guys that are humble and just stay quiet. This guy seems like he likes to be the center of attention. Even if he's not in the game, he'll be he'll be like tweet about it. Like shut up, man. Nobody gives a fuck. Anyways, <laughs> some people give a fuck, not me. But. Yeah. Anyways, that's my pick for Boston. I still think he's a rat. Nice. I have the rat too, Brad Marchand. <laughs> I have. A... How did I know we were gonna agree on this? <laughs> yeah, I know some of these players. I don't know. You can almost really agree on. Um, I don't like. I got a love-hate relationship with Brad. He's a good Same guy, here, man. Indian boy. He's all, he's had to fight for every inch he's got because he's not the biggest player. Uh, you know, he's been through some adversity, you know, as all players have. But, I mean, just a player who wasn't supposed to make it and just through hard work and skill and love for the game has been able to persevere. But he's the dirtiest fucking player I've ever seen. I mean, just clipping players' knees, um, you know, hitting people in the dick with his stick. Uh Slew foot and you name it, he's done it. Uh, he's injured a lot of players <laughs> just with you name dirty... it, he's done it. Yes, That's man, he goal. doesn't care, man. This is Vietnam for him, he doesn't care. Everything goes like he's injured a lot of people with dirty plays that just weren't necessary. He's just gone out of his way just to uh, be a dirty player. So, as much as I love this player, he's a great player, he's an underdog. Uh, but I don't know, he's I would say he's a Hall of Famer for me anyway. Um, but just a dirty player i mean I'm not a tough player just a dirty player man so that's my pick uh so it's a good pick yeah we good agree pick, we like agree pick, <laughs> yeah here's a guy from buffalo you talk about how the games evolve i thought you were gonna about... say me i was like you fucking asshole i wouldn't want to play for buffalo <laughs> no me either <laughs> fuck no you talk about how the games evolved you talk about scoring you talk about highlight real goals this is a new school you talk about all those great passing plays. You know, you got Caulfield, Matthews, McCarr. You know, you got all these good young players coming up. Talent, skill, everything. When I think of new school hockey, just a new breed of hockey players, the last goddamn person 
that comes to mind in this entire league, probably in North America, in Europe, in Germany, in Russia, in Switzerland, in Kazakhstan, in Estonia, in Czechia, anywhere. The last person I think of when I think of a good hockey player is probably Robert fucking Hag, the <laughs> <from> Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Oh, you man, look up, look up the now? word dic- Look up the word "useless" in the dictionary, and there's Robert Hag's there. <laughs> Down, Robert Hag. Uh, wow. In Philadelphia. Well, I mean, does that say much? <laughs> I guess not. I don't know where you were going with that. You could have picked any player on Buffalo, and I would have gone with it, man. Robert Hag, yeah. I guess he's not—he's not a game breaker by any stretch. No. Maybe if he was like playing like um, sled sled hockey, he'd score some goals. Yeah, maybe. Maybe because he got the upper hand there, I guess. International tournament. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, he's not a guy I'm gonna sign. No, I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) Who's your guy in Buffalo? Uh, My guy in Buffalo is we went over a bit on the news. Is Aaron Dell. He injured Drake Batherson. He's just always been known as a hothead. He just can't keep his composure uh, just in game-to-game situations or shift-to-shift situations. He, uh, I don't know. He's a goaltender, and he's not a good one at that. Uh, but, like, at least, like, Bennington, he's a flamer. But, you know, he he's a good goaltender. Like, Aaron Dell's not even that. So, he has no right to be coming out of his crease, interfering with players and, you know, injuring the best players on, you know, superstars on their teams. So, I don't mind Aaron pick. Dell, but I definitely don't like him. You know what I mean? Um, I thought he was going to be an okay third stringer when the Leafs had him, but Dude, he New Jersey picked okay him up. Okay, fucking fifth stringer, man. This guy's AHL goaltender. He had his, he had he had his chance in uh, where was he? San Jose. He had his chance there. He, he had his chance. Fucking... You fucked yourself. You <laughs> fucked your own self, Aaron Dell. You... Yeah. It's not my problem. Aaron Dell, let's talk. Like he reminds me of um, Scott Darling. In I could see Carolina. that comparison, yeah. And Scott Darling was in Chicago, too. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah in Carolina. He in Chicago. Those memes, uh, that Beatles song, Oh, darling. And he's yeah. just letting shit go. Yeah. Like, someone, like, fluttered in <laughs> off from the red line, and he went to catch it and just missed. And Man, he, he faded out quick. Yeah, he did. You don't even hear of his name. No, he was like his name in least favorite player videos. Dude, we're probably the first person to mention him in a long fucking time. I'm afraid to go upstairs and say his name three times in the mirror because he might. I'm afraid he's gonna be. I'm afraid to leave my bedroom now. Scott Darling might be out there with a knife. Dude, he's underneath the bed. He heard his name and he was like, "Oh my god!" We shouldn't have said it three times. We shouldn't have said it three times. No, that was. I knew the difference of it. Yeah, I'm gonna walk out tomorrow to go to work and just get stabbed. By Scott Dowling. So what the fuck did you say about last night? <laughs> he's probably he's probably in some Europe. He's probably in some country in Europe now. Dude, I'm gonna, eight forty save percentage. I'm gonna go into a bar, fall in love with a girl, marry her. Twenty years later, fucking Scott Darling is gonna take off a mask and be like, "It's me, motherfucker. This is why you don't fucking talk shit." You've been sleeping with Scott Darling for years. <laughs> yeah, every time you're calling me Darling, I almost broke my fucking character. <laughs> Dude, that's sick in the head. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, so you got that's a player fine. for Calgary. I do. Uh, this one wasn't hard to decide. I don't like Eric Gabranson. I, I, I think I, that was pretty evident last podcast. 
who's um an easy to skate around defenseman. He doesn't. He was drafted high, expected to be great. Uh, I believe by Florida, he was drafted in the first round, um, high pick. Yeah. Um, third overall or something. Dude, he had like four green stars in NHL 14. Every player now we talk about, I'm just seeing what they what their potential was in NHL 14. Yeah. Sakes. Um. Didn't pan out, and I don't really. I think there's a lot better options you could choose depth-wise for defensemen uh, in the NHL. So I don't really like Branson. He's got a fair share of games in this year, but that's only because Daryl Sutter's um, ancient and he doesn't really know that he's bad. He kind of forgets that it's not 2014. But um, He's got Alzheimer's. Know. He's like, yeah. he goes to sleep at night and like, fuck, I got to take Branson out of the lineup. He was drafted third overall. Fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. How do we get a first-round asset this easy? Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't have much to roast. I'm not going to give him the old shit talking like I did to poor old Robert, but, uh, you know, I just don't think he's for, I think there's better options. I'll agree with you. He is a skate around defenseman, especially with all the high flying, like skaters in the league these days. Hmm. Speaking of yep. another, another kind of slow defenseman I had on my list, uh, Nikita Zadorov. Uh, this guy's a bit of a dickhead. This is this guy. Uh, a lot of players on this list. I'm kind of just like, you know, I couldn't pick another player, but this guy I would actually pick. He's he he seems to target smaller players, and then like when he gets hit, like Tom Wilson laid him out, and he just can't take a hit. Then then he's like, oh, where's the penalty? But he he picks on smaller players, man. This guy's just a bully. He's like, probably a bully, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's definitely and, a bully if he went to school. Like if you went to school with him. Yeah, and I mean, this guy's not the you know quickest player either. I mean, he's pretty slow. He's he's big, but he's slow. He can hit, but. I don't know. I can't take one. He seems like a bit of a bully out there on the ice. Yeah, uh, that makes perfect sense. I've seen him do some stuff too. Different games. I remember he was on Colorado. He was still a fucking bully. Oh man, that's where most of my memories going to. He hasn't. He's been pretty quiet in Calgary, but man, his time in Colorado. Man, I mean, he's a quiet player because he doesn't really score. Yeah, exactly. He's quiet on the scoreboard. No, definitely. Yeah. Um, who's play for Carolina? Um. Carolina, I had a hard time. I didn't really, I don't really have the least favorite player in Carolina, so I really had to pick, be really picky. Um, and I chose him because of kind of a not an unfair reason. It's anti Ranta because he gets injured a lot. Yeah. I, um, if I was a GM, I wouldn't want that goalie. I'd be, I'd Even be though nervous I did to pick sign him. him to win the fucking Vesna, so. You pick Varlamov, man. I pick Varlamov and anti Ranta. If you go back and listen to the podcast, I was like, I am torn between two goalies. And now both those goalies are like the worst goalies in the league. Yeah, don't listen to that podcast. Yeah. Do uh, yourself a listen favor. Listen to that podcast, but skip that. don't listen to the part. Yeah, one. we'll get the timestamps and we, you can skip past what Trevor says about any predictions, really, because he said Cole Caulfield was also going to win the Calder. And, I mean, I forgot Cole Caulfield was a hockey player. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, just just skip to my parts and you'll be all right. But uh, Kaprizov, <laughs> 100 points, Cam Talbot. He's an all-star game. Cam Talbot's an all-star game. Hey, you Don't forget that. Get Minnesota, buddy. Um, yeah, Anthony Ranta. I think he's a liability when it comes to health. Um, that's my reason for picking him. But other than that, I like Carolina's group completely. I like their depth pieces, and I think they have a good team. I think they're going to make a run for the cup. Yeah, I do too. Same. Yeah, I didn't pick this player because the, I don't know, unrelevantness or the, if that's even a word, or like he doesn't produce, but Anthony D'Angelo has been good this year, but he just seems like locker room cancer, honestly. He he's got 33 points in 35 games, I think. I know, that's what I mean. He's producing, and he's producing well, but he seems like a locker room cancer. I mean, where did he come from? He went from, uh, 
D'Angelo, Jesus. Uh, I know he came from New York, but was he drafted in New York? I don't think so. I think he was drafted in Arizona, wouldn't he? Or was that Pierre Oliver Joseph? I don't fucking know. Somebody. Anyway, D'Angelo has been uh, in two or three locker rooms now and hasn't, I don't know, clicked. He tried to punch his goaltender in the face after they lost in overtime. So that's probably not a good sign. And <laughs> that's he, not a good look. No, definitely not. And there's been hints of racism coming out of his game from his junior days. Uh, which I also don't like. Um, I, I've heard that. Uh, and, like, I don't know, uh, like, bad remarks against, like, people coming from Europe and stuff like that, you know? So uh, I, I don't really like players like that. I think, you know, we should go back to fucking semi-pro rules where Will Farrell said uh, everyone love everyone. I think that's a pretty hmm. good motto. But, yeah, Daniel does not follow that. He's like, uh, my goalie played bad. I fucking punched him in the head. Well, so, to be um, honest with you, Trevor, I don't really think brickhead, I don't really think we follow that. I mean, you said everybody love everybody. We literally dedicated a full two hours of our lives to be mean to people. Not necessarily. It was least favorite. This is objective. He's subjectively um, a bad person. But we're only Anthony D'Angelo can subjectively eat my ass. <laughs> He's mean. Yeah. Anyways, um, before it gets too weird. Uh, on to Chicago. Seth Jones. If you want to think of overpaid, oh, man, he's right here. I think of Seth Jones. Um, he can get a couple points, yeah. He's okay defensively every now and then. He's kind of a liability most of the time. I don't agree. Uh, nine, is it nine million? Nine million 9. for 5. eight. 9.5. 9.5. For eight deal. years after this season. So you can imagine – how much laughing he does when he gets home from the rink. Hey. He just, like the Joker, man, you can't control his laughing gas in his house constantly. 9.5 mil for the next eight years. He's just, he's dancing, man. I'd be dancing. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be like Evander Kane. I'd be gambling it all away. Yeah. I don't deserve it anyways, but anyways. That's my pick. I would pick. save up all my money for my first year and put it into investments. And then my second year, I'd blow every cent I had just for fun. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't even spend it in Chicago. I go other places to spend my money. So even the economy suffers because of me. Just purposely play like shit. Just go out there and just let somebody dangle you. Just hope for a buyout. Yeah. Go over to buyout. That's that's a set for life plan. You get the buyout. You play like shit. You get the buyout. Then you got all this money, like almost $100 million, really, like 80 something, 90 million. And you can just go, man. You can chill out and. Jamaica, then you can go to Europe, travel Europe, then Greece. I mean, and you, you're getting paid, man, every week. Rick, Rick DiPietro was drafted first overall in 2001, and he's still getting paid for the next four years. Mm. This guy's had three decades of being paid in the NHL almost. So that's I think that's the Seth Jones way. I envy Rick DiPietro. Yeah, I, I, think I honestly up, do. Seth Jones idolized Rick DiPietro and now wants to. I want to be him. <laughs> I want to be like Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I think this Blackhawks have a a tough contract on their hands in the next three to four years, but we'll see. Um, who's your pick? Um, I got Jake McCabe for the same reason. I don't I don't love the player for what he gets paid. And that's that's it. You know, I don't look at Jake McCabe and say, I hate you. I don't look at him and say, Yes, you're the first one I'm gonna draft. Uh, somewhere in the middle, you know. I, I don't know if anybody's ever done that, but 
He get I think he gets paid four million to be a top six forward or defenseman. So I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. You're right there, man. He's definitely not a game breaker, but he apparently he's got leadership qualities and he's good in the room. I've heard that too. So um, he's probably good in the room for two and a half million bucks, not four. Yeah, and a half. that's uh, that's the that's the cap hit I'd be looking to pay for. You know, two and a half mil. Can't pay double that almost. Two and a half mil for three years. That's a good contract for Jake McCabe, I think. Yeah, but he's getting paid four million for the next four years or something. You know, that's Chicago for his Stan Bowman actually absolutely demolished yeah. that place before he left. And he left his mark on it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you can take the Stan Bowman out of the organization, but you can't take the organization out of Stan Bowman. Or maybe that was the other way around. I don't know. Something in London. I like. think you're right. Yeah. Uh, what about Colorado? Jack Johnson, unfortunately, um, I don't think he's a serviceable serviceable defenseman. Much like Erica Branson, I'd I'd feel a lot better if I didn't have him on my blue line in some, when somebody was injured. I would, honestly. And I don't want to be mean to this guy because I don't mind Jack Johnson. He seems like a cool guy. and uh, Bought out in Pittsburgh. Did not work. Um, believe he was in New York. Um, didn't work. Um, I don't know. It just seems like Jack Johnson just doesn't bring it wherever he goes. And I personally think there's a lot better options defensively. Um I wouldn't bring him in for for an option when somebody's injured. I'd, I'd, I'd look elsewhere. But, you yeah. know, um, Joe Sackick knows what he's doing. We'll see how it works out. I personally think they should upgrade there, but we'll see. I think he's a, a six or seven guy just there for leadership. I don't think he's there to play, actually play hockey. Yeah, get up in the fucking uh, rafters. Yeah, I think this guy just fucking needs tangerines in the locker room or something. <laughs> you know, or something. coming in like everybody got their bags and jack johnson's walking in and he accidentally drops and a bunch of tangerines falls out yeah. it's like don't don't worry about that was yeah no he he brings his instead of his tangerine bag he brings his hockey gear and joe looks at him and he's like what the fuck are you doing with your hockey gear then, or if they're going if, if they're going on a road trip and he's watching the equipment managers um put it all together and he's there munching down on a tangerine you're like what do you put my bag there for i'm not playing i'm just coming yes bar. Jeez, leave that on i don't need that extra weight on yeah don't carry that you don't run up the bill yeah anyways who's your pick uh i got nazim Kadri here i uh <laughs> what does magic think about the pick she's pissed she loves nazim the dream that's scott darling in disguise um <laughs> don't say no. that man i'll never be able to sleep again <laughs> yeah i know you wake up and magic's on your chest like, oh, looking fuck. down at me yeah um i think nazim is a bit egotistic um you know i think he thinks a lot of himself and uh and i think he also is a dangerous player in playoffs he <laughs> clearly <laughs> <laughs> i mean what is it two or three seasons in a row now he's been don't suspended. turn your back on nazim to dream in the playoffs or you'll you'll be dreaming because he'll knock like, you the fuck out <laughs> head first he gets, yeah i think he gets wrapped up in this whole thing of like you got to play harder in playoffs you got to you know uh be tough in playoffs but he gets carried away and just like fucking injures someone for no reason i feel like he's probably a bad driver he probably like almost like if if you pass him and he doesn't really like it he'll speed up or if you're going in the passing lane and you're, he's looking in his mirror and he sees you in the passing lane, he speeds the fuck up really quickly so you can't pass him because he's Maybe, in the yeah. dream and nobody passes nobody passes him. Yeah. I don't know. This guy probably doesn't yield to anybody on the roads either. He goes. 
He goes where he wants when he wants. Goes where he wants. Yeah, I don't know. Just, good season uh, though. Good season. Yeah, great season. Jesus, he's uh that trade looks really bad good. for the Leafs. Yeah. Avi, when was this guy drafted? Two thousand nine, ninth overall, I believe. Yeah, he's a great player. I, I like his game. Uh, I just don't like his uh his I don't know recklessness in the playoffs. Really. Hopefully, he gets a good playoff or postseason now in Colorado. And then you want a bit of a run, but yeah, well they're contenders, so we'll see if he um he's definitely having a great regular season. He might help him push uh push it over the hump, but we'll yeah. see. Hopefully. He made hump over the push. Yeah. <laughs> uh who's your player on uh, Columbus? Um I chose Jakob Vorchek for the main reason that he looks like gritty and I feel like he just belongs in Philadelphia. Like he doesn't deserve to be in Columbus. No offense. Jacob or Jakob Voracek, I just feel like he was, he's literally born to be a flyer. Like, I mean, look at him. He literally looks like a Philadelphia flyer. I mean, you got to look half homeless to be, look like a Philadelphia flyer. You got to play like you're homeless too. He checks both those boxes, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he, he looks like gritty. Like he fucking needs the money for a junior chicken every single night, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> he's a. Uh, he looks like gritty, man. I don't like it. It scares me. It scares the fuck out of me. Um, I think he should go back to Philly and. Just not being Columbus because he doesn't belong there. Even though you want to think he does, he's he's really a flyer at heart. I mean, he's literally gritty. He's drafted to Columbus. He's home yeah, now, yeah, apparently, yeah. in his he's eyes, maybe. I think he likes Philadelphia, though. I, it's sad to see him get traded. Yeah, I don't would say I don't like him. Like, I, mean, I, I don't like him like that, I guess. Um, I just. You I don't, don't like, like him? I don't like him. It's like, I don't have a crush on him. I don't like all like him. I like him, but I'm not <laughs> I that way. Like that. <laughs> no, I just he looks like gritty man. I'm kind of sad he's in Columbus. So that's why he's my league's favorite player in Columbus because he doesn't belong there. Hey, that's a good that's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your uh, guy? Yeah, my least favorite is Patrick Line. Uh, right now, I like a lot of these guys, man. He's a great player, but like I don't know, they're off ice antics. Kind of takes away like Patrick Line. Like I hated the way he acted in Winnipeg. He was like. 20 years old and like they didn't want to give him like first line time so he put on this big show where he went over to finland and started talking shit about winnipeg and the finnish media and stuff like that and just like wouldn't play and i don't know like even the first day he was in columbus he was already like shaking things up like i don't know talking back to like trainers and stuff like that and our assistant coaches yeah so, i don't know this guy's got a big ego and the only way he's going to get better is if he uh Maybe he tones that down and becomes more of a team guy and kind of just melts into the Columbus Blue Jackets instead of trying to be Patrick Line, you know? He's definitely never going to be a captain. I can... Uh, yeah, I don't think he's captain material either. I think he, he might get an A just because he's the best player on the team or something, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good pick, man. I was thinking about him. He was definitely there. I was just kind of upset that Jakob Vorchek's in Columbus, so I had to choose it. Fucking looks like a billy goat too. Yep. Yeah. Um, on the mountains licking salt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a bad gig. Not a bad gig. No, why not? It pays well. It pays well. <laughs> you get as much salt as you want. Um, Tyler Sagan. Hey, yeah, good pick. Uh, I, I think they, that never even crossed my mind, but you know what? I'm not too fond of the kid either. I think he's self-centered. Honestly, I think he thinks he's the best thing to slice bread. Yeah, dude, he's on um, Tinder like three hours a day. Yeah, I think there's something on the go there. I uh, 
I think he's he's not a winner like that. I mean, he's on Boston. They won, yeah, but he he wouldn't didn't contribute. I believe he was scratched. I don't know. He I was on the ice when Patrice Bergeron uh, scored the fourth goal. I think. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, let's not talk about that. All right. Anyway, like uh, you were saying. I don't know. I just think he's not a leader. I don't like those type of players. I like players who are very humble. Um, humble always talk about the team. Yeah. Same. Yeah, and I don't think he's like that. I think he think likes himself more than he likes his team. Uh, and I I believe that man. I've seen enough of his interviews. I've seen enough of him. He, he's always he's he'd rather talk about himself than he would his team. And I think that people know that. How many hours a day do you think he looks in the mirror? Probably a lot. I would if I was taller. Second, Hot that sounds a bit though. sus. Hot girlfriend. Yeah. Anyways, that's my pick. Yeah, you're not going to like this. I picked Ryan Suter. Uh, he's always been a bit overrated to me. Like, it's probably just like, I don't know, the NHL games. Like, he was always always like 87 overall, which I never understood. Uh, he's really slow, uh, but he's, I don't know, he's a good shot blocker. I'll give him that. Like, and nobody can, I don't know, play like a defensive, defensive role at Suter's level, I don't think. But, like, just the, like, offensive Ability was always overrated. Like his points weren't outstanding to me, and he always was like looked at as like a number two to Shea Weber almost, even back in Nashville. Um, and I don't think he's very mobile either. Like, I don't know. You'll never see him skate the puck out of the zone. You'll always see him pass it off. All right, tell me why I'm wrong, Steve. Tell Could disagree with you more. Um, one of the best defensemen at getting the puck out of the zone. Oh, I didn't say that. Chris clean passes. I said he wasn't mobile. Excellent vision in that sense. Consistent, able to kill penalties extremely well, and he's defensively sound. He's not a Kel McCarr. He's not a he. He does what he does well. And I don't agree with you there. <laughs> That's a bit of bias, but I mean, I've I've seen enough of Ryan Suter back when he was in Minnesota too. I feel like I have a strong opinion on him. He was. When they when he left last year and they bought him out, he was still one of the better defensemen in Minnesota. It was just the money. If he was on a better deal, I think he'd still be there right now. Yeah, his better days were definitely uh, gone. I think They're he had, gone. His, yeah. he had his best. Well, geez, obviously, Jesus Christ, if it's the best deal coming, then holy fuck, it must have been shit. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, his better days were in Nashville. Like ever since he's been in Minnesota, I think that kind of ruined his career for me. Like he was always he was offensive when he was younger in Nashville when he was playing with Ryan Suter and the boys uh, back in, like, I don't know, 2007 and shit. But I don't know. Ever since he went to Minnesota, I feel like he hasn't been over, like, 50 points in a, in a long time. So I don't know. I don't know what you're I'm saying I'm saying he's here, a good man. defensive defenseman, but he was always over. He's your least offense. favorite player in Dallas. Hmm? He's your least favorite player in Dallas. I think so, just because I couldn't really find anyone else. I wasn't I really like thinking that. about Tyler Sagan, to be honest with you, though. I probably would have picked that one, too, because he is a bit uh, – he has a really big ego. But, uh, Ryan Suter's quiet. Uh, I've never heard Ryan Suter talk. He doesn't need to talk. He lets a puck to the talking firm. Yeah, I did. I don't think I've ever heard this guy talk. He might talk like Elmo. You don't know. Dude, I feel like he has a really deep voice for some reason. I follow him on Instagram. I've heard him talk. Really? I feel like he's got a huge hammer, too. Dude, the guy's massive. He's got to. But Maybe anyway, that's a 
We'll discussion turn it into for a PG show again. It's a discussion for a different podcast. <laughs> Biggest hammers on every NHL team next week. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> That's awful sauce. Uh, People would be asking you questions if we were doing that stuff. Or you best know, looking, top best of, l- imagine best, top of the gay ranks on uh, Apple and uh, Spotify. Best looking NHL players on every team. I tell you one thing, Alex Radulov would not make the cut. Dude, Alex Radulov wouldn't make that cut if every NHLer died except for him. <laughs> He'd have to be the last remaining human on this planet. Yeah. Even crack the top 10. <laughs> He'd still be 10 after a couple of rocks, you know? Yeah, a couple of molecules and whatnot. And... Anyways, enough Radulov. Yeah, who's your least favorite on Detroit? Easy pick for me, Philip Zadina. I think he's a yes, bust. Sorry. I think he's a bust. I don't I don't think he's gonna pan out. I watched him play against Toronto. All he did was turn over the puck. Um I think he's out of his element. I think he's trying to be someone he's not. I think he's not playing. Um I don't know. I I don't know what it is, but I feel like he's just I don't know if he's trying too hard or if he's not trying enough. I don't know what it is. But uh, he's not playing well, whatever. He's doing wrong. So yeah, there's something there. I'll agree with you there. He's uh he's big trade bait. A lot of people say he's gonna find himself out of Detroit. Yeah, that was a probably the worst move that Detroit's done in a while because they seem to be making good decisions. But I, I think it can still pan out between the two parties. I think Zadina is still a good player, but I, I don't think he wants to commit to like a third line role even for now. I think he just wants to be that offensive player that he was back in Czech. He's not going to work in a bottom six, and no. so he's either top six or he's gone. And in a couple of years, I think. Yeah, he was number two on my list. Uh, right above him, I think is Michael Rasmussen, though. For me, uh, seems a little lazy on the ice. I don't know if that's just because he's big. Uh, most of my dislike probably comes from the high expectations. He was drafted ninth overall in 2017, and I think this guy was rushed because he was. NHL ready, but he was thrown into like a second line role. And uh, I don't know, uh, just just rushed. And I don't think this guy can work on really a bottom six either. He's kind of like Zadina. He's trying to change his game though and play like more of a, I don't know, net front presence guy instead of like a big sniper. But, yeah. I think he'll work out, honestly. I think he'll find a game similar to somebody like a Brian Boyle who just gets in front of the net and makes a couple good passes. Yeah. Yeah, that would be all right too. Like I don't know, Brian Boyle back in his, I don't know, back in his prime if he ever had a prime. He used to be uh he used to be pretty sick, man. Yeah, I think he'll he was be serviceable. LA, wasn't he? he was drafted in the same year as Dustin uh Dustin Brown. Yeah. Good draft. A great draft, 03. Can't beat it. Mm. Yep. Nice pick. Yep. Who do you have for Edmonton? Chris Russell. Abomination. <laughs> uh, this one's been coming for a while. This is probably the reason this uh, episode was thought of. Steve needed to get this one in. Abomination. That's all I got to say. I'm done. That's all you got wrote down. Uh, abomination. <laughs> my uh, my brother drywalled his garage, so I don't. Know. I wouldn't come handy to his garage or garage or whatever you're you garage, buddy. Uh, your 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 brother was hammering in his. Garage. My brother was not hammering. He was screwing. I think he's screwing. He was drywall. screwing. He screwed drywall, don't you? He was screwing in Chris Russell. Screwing in Chris Russell's garage, believe it or not. Oh. Uh, 
I know. Worldwide, man. Worldwide, if somebody just yeah. tuned in, that could have been taken pretty well out of context. Yeah, that's another thing, man. I hope none of these players are tuning in tonight, or we're going to be in big trouble tomorrow. There's going to be – one of us is going to get killed most certainly. But, uh, yeah, abomination. I don't I even have anything else to say. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind the player. He was quick back in his heyday. He was a fast player. Mm. He was probably in the top 50 of best skating defensemen back in his heyday. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, I don't mind Chris Russell. Uh, I don't like Evander <laughs> Kane, though. I feel like his off-ice antics, the newest Edmonton Oiler, uh, is my least favorite. His off-ice antics take away from his on-ice performance. I've always said that. like He just distracts himself way too often, and he can't, he can't compete because people are always talking about what he's doing off the ice. He could put up 50, 50 goals, but at the end of the day, it, all everybody would be talking about was his gambling or uh, what's going on with his personal life. So I don't know. I think, and that goes back to what we were saying about Sagan. You know, you don't root for the players that are more about themselves than the team. You always root for the team player. You know, you so, do. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't uh, willfully root for this guy. I don't uh, root for I, him either, but I, no, I don't, you know, I don't like Chris Russell. Has, uh, I hope he starts to turn around now. He's starting to mature. I think he's 31 years old. So. Maybe I'm too hard on Chris Russell. Maybe I got to do some reflection. I don't know. Anyways, abomination for now. meditating on him. Yeah. Nice pick. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, thank you. Who do you have in Florida? Um, I think this player is actually half, half like, skilled in a way, and I think he's a pretty decent player, but I don't like him uh, on Florida right now. I think that's Frank Vitrano. I think he needs a new team. I don't really dislike the way he plays. I just don't think – I think they got so much in Florida now. He just gets pushed too far down to be useful in the bottom six. He's yeah, not useful like bottom everybody six. Everybody that's not there's there's not one player on that team that doesn't feel that way. I mean, everybody in Florida is skilled and can put the puck in the net, but they just have so many forces. Yeah, I think he's better off somewhere else. So that's more the reason why I chose him here. I don't. I would actually like to see him in Toronto. I think he'd be a useful piece in a third line if you know you need to shift some guys in and out in a couple seasons, but. I don't think he's useful in Florida, so that's why I chose him. That's odd to say. I think he's a decent player regards uh, everything else. Yeah. And I like that about you, Steve. You're uh, you're objectively picking these players where I'm just kind of shitting on their personalities. Uh, well, so- I mean, I literally just called Chris Russell a fucking abomination and never gave <laughs> an explanation, so I don't know. True. Yeah. Every now and then I'll have a justified response. All right. Yeah, I got a couple of players that I actually don't like, and when I don't like them, you'll know it. Uh, mm-hmm. But this player isn't really one of them. I picked Spencer Knight. Uh, he's not having the best season right now, and he's kind of taken away from the whole team. Like, I don't know how many wins he has. He might have like two wins on the season for like ten games played, which isn't great. I know he's young, but uh, I don't know. He's just not what he was supposed to be. A lot of people were voting him for Calder. Uh, I had him in my top five. So uh, yeah, and he also broke my heart at the 2020-2021 uh, World Juniors. Canada. You're picking a lot of players from that team USA. You picked Zegris, you picked Knight. I don't know why you know you might pick Caulfield yet. We'll see. We'll see, but yeah, Knight is uh Knight broke my heart back in the day. I wore my Knight uh, broke my heart. And, you know, New Hook were playing, they could have had world um I mean gold medals. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Anyways. I I like this guy. I don't like him this year, and I didn't like him in twenty twenty. And I won't like him in 2023. 
and there's not a damn chance in hell you're going to like him in 2024. <laughs> we'll see. I don't. I haven't made up my mind that far in the future yet. Uh, who do you have for Los Angeles? No, uh, I got the ear licker, the ear biter, whatever you want to call him. Uh, didn't he bite the ear? Brendan Lemieux? Uh, he bit a hand. A hand. That's bad enough. Um, I wouldn't want to be bit anywhere by Brendan Lemieux. No, man, he's... I wouldn't want to get rabies from Brendan Lemieux. So, I don't know. I just think that's the most scumbag thing you can do is bite somebody. Like, slash him in the back of the legs. Don't bite him. That's gross. Um, I don't like him because of that. I think he's... Um, I don't even know if he's a really good hockey player. I haven't watched much Brendan Lemieux, but then again, who has? So, we don't really know. Yeah, I don't mind Brendan Lemieux. I mean, I liked him a lot more in New York, and then he got traded to L.A., and then after he bit Brady Kachuk in that fight, uh, Brady put out, like, dude, I've been talking to his teammates. Like, everybody fucking hates this guy. And then that, that kind of put, like, the whole L.A. room in a bad position because they couldn't – if they did hate the guy, they could be like, oh, yeah, we fucking hate this guy because then, like, he's on your team. But uh, yeah. Props to Brady. Good guy. Yeah. But Quick came out and was like, nah, we like him. He's all right. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, I don't mind this guy. I think I think you need that. Same as Delorier. Same I don't think you need uh, people who bite people, but I'm going to disagree with you there. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, I got another player who went from New York Rangers to L.A. I got Leo Sanderson, fucking ah. middle thrower. You remember that? Yeah, he's a dick. He lost gold medal, and he was getting a silver medal and just yeeted it up into the fucking stands. Yeah, he's a World dick. Championship. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, dude, this guy's not a – that's not a hockey player move. I mean – too bad because, I mean, he's a good player and this, you know, literally fucking like held against him until he retires. But, man, I don't know. You don't do that, man. That's just such bad sportsmanship. He also tripped over the one of the mic wires when New York Rangers were announcing their players at the start of the year. Did you oh, see that? Oh, yeah. Trip? I forgot about that. I guess karma comes back. Yeah. Dude, that gold, that silver medal manifests itself into a microphone wire and tripped him and said, fuck you. Manifested itself into a terrible career, which he's now accomplishing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too bad. Wasn't this guy 17th overall? In fifth overall. Lee Sanderson wasn't fifth overall. He was 100%. Dude, I guarantee 100%. Arizona traded to pick to New York. I can guarantee Derek this Stephon. guy was 17th overall. Fifth overall. What do you want to bet? I'll bet a case something. of beer. A case of beer? I'll bet a case of beer. Oh, 100%. This, is a key, this case of beer is mine. I know it. I memorized that draft. Yeah, what draft was it then? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. It was 2017? Aha, we're both wrong, but I'm I'm more wrong. But he was drafted in 2017, seventh overall to New York. Shit. Right? I got the seven right. You got the top ten right. Yeah, nobody's beer. Uh, you gave me a six pack. I'll give you a six pack. Fair deal. We'll do that next time we meet each other. Yeah. Uh, All right. This might be a bit unfair, but who's your pick in Minnesota? Um, much like Frank Vitrano, I think Nick Bukestad is kind of useless <laughs> at in his current state. I was gonna, I was gonna pick him too. I, pick I don't. Him. He doesn't offer much to Minnesota. I've watched a nice few Minnesota games this year. I would say upwards of twenty. Or I'd say you yeah, haven't, dude. That's impossible. That's got to be a 20. world record. Nobody in the world has watched 20 Minnesota games. I'd say somewhere between 15 to 20 I've watched. Really? That's, that's honest, yes. A lot of them, a lot of games I do watch. I got NHL Game Center, 
So I will watch, like I know if the Leafs have a late game, I'll, there's a hide the scores option. So I'll watch it when I get up, skip commercials. It only takes me like an hour, hour and a half. Not bad. It does not take me long at all to watch a hockey game. So I've, I've done that with several Minnesota games. I would say five or six this year. I've watched quickly like that after day, the, the, the day after. Yeah. And um, when he's been playing, Nick Bukeside's not in every night, but when he's been playing, he hasn't done anything noticeable. So that's my pick. I don't. I think he's out next year, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, good pick. I was going to pick that player too, but I don't know. I kind of like Nick Bukestad. I thought he was always, you know, he was pretty shifty for how big he was. I think he's like 6'3 or 6'4. He's a big player, yeah. He can, he can get around the ice, man. So the fact that I didn't know who else to pick, I figured I'd start some shit and pick Cam Talbot. Um, I kind of wish Kaknin was ready, so this guy would be out of the league already. I'd I don't know how his team's carrying him or something. Like, I honestly don't understand how Cam Talbot is doing this good after being is he ever in my faces? <laughs> literally everywhere in the league. He's been in, I think he was in Buffalo. He's been in Edmonton. He's been fucking in New York. He's been in Philly. There hasn't been a team this guy hasn't worked out on. I don't know how it's working on Minnesota. Hold on. Hold on. One second. 18 and 8. <laughs> I know, man. I, a non 13 save. I don't know how. You don't know how? I know how. He's fucking how? amazing. He's in the All Star game. Last game he had, he played, he had a 30 save shutout against Chicago. <laughs> against Your Chicago. argument's invalid. Chicago. And the next game, I'll say his last few games. Last three games February 2nd, he had a win. 1,000 save percentage, or 1 save, 100% save percentage. January 28th against New York, 9-26. January 24th against Montreal, 9-33. This guy's like a brick fucking wall. He makes Lundqvist's jersey retirement look like a joke. Yeah, I don't know how. He hasn't. He literally hasn't worked out on a single team he's been on in the past. His last two is the year before Minnesota. He was 33-19. and 19. Now he's 18-8. and eight. Yeah, maybe because like Minnesota is a really good defensive team. I don't know. No, man, he's just a really good fucking player. I think you're completely wrong. He's an all-star. Cam, you should have said, instead of saying, I pick, I pick Cam Talbot, you should have said, the all-star Cam Talbot. Uh, Cam Talbot's an all-star Jump up because there's literally no other goalie from the, jeez, uh, what even fucking division is he in? The uh, Central. Central division to go. What other goalie were you going to pick? Is either Cam there's- Talbot or goddamn... I don't know. You don't even know it's in the central division. I don't even know any goalies that uh should I don't I don't know how Cam Talbot has You got Hellebuck, you got Oltby, you got Bennington, you got Saros, you got Kemper, you got Flurry, and you got um who's in Arizona? Corner. It doesn't matter. <laughs> matter. Vegmelka. Vegmelka, yeah. Oh, no, fuck. I think your pick's invalid, so I think we should move on. All right, buddy. <laughs> uh, who do you got in Montreal? Josh Anderson. I think he's a bit of a scumbag. Not I'm a fan. I don't pick this guy, but I am a little bit of a fan, so I didn't pick him. I don't know. He just – I don't know. I think, she think, I think he thinks he's better than what he is. He's useful sometimes, but over the long run of a season, I think people have overestimated his abilities to score goals and be consistent. Yeah, he's not really a point paid. producer. 
damn lot. Um, Almost for, six million, I think, five point seven five the next four years, I think. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like the deal. I don't like his offensive production, and I don't think he's. I think he's paid too much to be a bottom six forward who hits. So I don't like where he is there. Yeah, dude, you just mentioned me. Your cat just jumped at twenty feet. I never seen anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't like, I don't like what he's getting paid either. I, I, in Columbus, he was never an all like a superstar, so I don't know why he's getting paid like it in Montreal. It doesn't sense to me either. No. Anyways, he is. So what can you do? My Who's your uh, pick. My pick was Tyler Toffoli. He's just too inconsistent for me, uh, and you never know what you're going to get into a season. Like he had a really good season last year. I think he got like thirty goals ish or something. Mm-hmm. but and then this year i mean just total dog shit um yeah just hasn't been able to produce like he, he's just so back and forth like he, he's literally the philadelphia of players like you literally don't know what you're gonna get mr philadelphia yeah so i agree I with know. you there he is inconsistent he's a really good player when he wants to be not necessarily when he wants to be but when he's a really good player he's really good but when he's bad he's kind of useless yeah exactly so yeah that's my thing um nice play about the nashville buddy thank you um i got michael mccarron here uh, first round pick of montreal back in the heyday um, that guy's still fucking playing yeah he's playing with nashville on the fourth line he's absolute dog shit like, don't get me wrong I, I had a hard time picking somebody in nashville i think nashville i like their players i i, I even though i don't like ron johansson and matt duchene's contracts this year they're kind of living up to that as a whole as a group they're playing better so their contracts don't stand out. So I didn't feel like putting them there is overpaid because of the year Nashville's having in general. Yeah. So I I, uh, I chose Michael McCarron. I don't know. That's much, pretty much all I have to say about yourself. Yeah, I pay, I disagree with you there. I think Ryan Johansson is overpaid. I uh, I left Matt Duchesne off this list because Matt Duchesne's almost point per game. Uh, if not point per game, like Matt Duchesne's having an unbelievable season. But – Ryan Johan- Johansson is still struggling. I mean, he hasn't had a good season since like 2014, and he's paid better than 95% of the league. So, uh, like, I don't know who gave him that contract, but that's a shit contract. And <laughs> David Paul gave it to him. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think last last year in 56 games, I think he had like 14 points. Uh, so not who, that's who tough. Be, not who you want to be paying eight million to. No, definitely this not. Year hasn't been too much better. No, but I was just thinking about team success. That's why I find it hard. To... Yeah, he might be contributing to that, but Jesus, man, that's that salary is brutal. And I think he, I think he's getting paid until like twenty twenty five too. So they got another like three or four years of the shit. Oh yeah. Well, poor, uh, poor David Poyle. Yeah, that's right. Who do you got on the New Jersey? I got Jimmy VC. I think he's half useless. I mean, New Jersey's trying to put New Jersey's trying to roll them in the top nine, top six consistently. It doesn't work out. You need a better player there. I think they need to upgrade their forward core. I think they need a player. They have a lot of speedy, young, shorter guys. I think they need a guy like a JT Miller type player there. I've heard the Connor Garland to New Jersey. Yeah, and he's a speedy young guy. I don't not young, but speedy smaller guy. 
I'd I'd like to see a tough guy, a tougher style player who can play in a bottom six or a top six role. Maybe even a guy who's not necessarily tough, but just a different build of a player. Maybe a guy like a Raleigh Smith from Vegas, a different feel. You know, maybe a you know a defensively more defensively capable, a different. Because uh, they have a lot of the same players. I mean, Jesper Bratt, Jesper Bratt, uh, Michael McLeod, um, uh, uh, fuck, Sharon Govich, I mean, Hughes. Um, a lot of these guys are – some are better than the others, but, I mean, they all resemble the same game style. Yeah. So I'd like to see a little bit of a mix there, a different veteran, you know, tough guy. Not tough. He's not tough guy, but he's he understands how to play the game the right way. He's not necessarily just all skill. Fair That's enough, my yeah. answer. So yeah. yeah, not much about Jimmy VC there. I just think he's shit, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I picked uh I picked Dougie Hamilton here. He just uh, honestly he just seems like a bad guy to have in the room. Um he doesn't seem very coachable either. Like he's been like through like three he's kind of like a Tony D'Angelo, except less racist and less of an asshole. Um he's been through three locker rooms, then he was drafted in Boston, went to Calgary, then Carolina, and now He's in New Jersey, and he's injured now, so he, he, we haven't really had a good look at him. I don't know. It's just kind of like, I don't know, it's like an ego thing for me. I don't think he's that good of a player to be. He is a good player. He's probably, I would I would say, a top 10 offensive defenseman in the league. But I don't know. He just seems like he's not a good guy or something. I don't know. His teammates could feel different about him. But just from the outside looking in, hey, it gives me that vibe. Got a greasy look to him. No, he does. he's kind of great. He looks like he smoked a few draws in his day. Yeah, man, he looks like uh, he looks like that guy from Home Alone with the afro. Yep. He looks like a young fucking whatever that guy's name is. Yeah, he smoked some draws. One hundred percent. Who do you got on pick, the Islanders? Um, a player that I actually don't mind. Um, I don't think he's a good fit for this team. I think they thought they were getting more, and when he got there, he didn't really provide it as. J, uh, John Gabriel Pajo. Uh, he's not having a great year. He didn't really have a great year last year offensively. He's not providing a spark to this group like I thought, like I think they thought he would have when they signed him. Yeah. And they got him from Ottawa. I think he's, excuse me, I had to burp. Um, I think he's going to find himself out of there in the next two years, honestly, a year or two, because if somebody's willing to take that contract, I can see him moving because. It just hasn't really worked out in the long run. I don't run, long run. I don't believe. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah, coming in from Ottawa, I mean, he was coming off a good season, and he is a really good faceoff player, I think, and a really good defensive player. But they they did think they were probably getting more when they traded for him or when mm-hmm. they signed him. I can't remember if he was in a a trade. He was in a trade, him. but then they signed him. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, I got Keeper Bellows in this spot. Uh, okay. He's slow like his dad, but he's not tough like his dad. I don't think he's <laughs> earned a uh, NHL spot yet. Um, not saying that he can in the future, but right now, like I don't know, he doesn't seem like he's fitting in there now. I think he needs another season down in the AHL. I think in like I don't know what how many games he's played, maybe in twenty or something. I think he only has like eight points or something. Doesn't seem like a great fit there, but I don't know. Uh, the Islanders also aren't very good this year. So, I don't think he'll last. No, I, I like the draft pick when they drafted him. I was like, all right, wicked. His dad was uh, an alright player, um, but I don't know. Kiefer seems a bit slow to me. He doesn't seem like his age already. Yeah, right that's a good look. Yep. Who do you got for the Rangers? 
Um, probably one of the more useless players in the league, Greg McKeg. Oh, I like his name, man. Don't say that. He thinks he's McDavid, but he's not. Maybe if McDavid had a um evil twin who was not good at <laughs> hockey. Uh, maybe he'd have be Greg uh, Greg McKeg. That's a ha- that's a half difficult name to say. I like it. I like that name, Greg McKeg. It rolls yeah. up the tongue well. But definitely I, I drinks craft beer. Good. I mean, there's not very many games where I'm like, dude, that was a sick play by McKeg. No, I don't know if really anybody's done that. <laughs> he definitely drinks a lot of craft beer. I can tell. Yeah, you might be onto something there. Seems yeah. Like but other than that, I wouldn't want him on my team because I don't think he'd provide much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just think he's—I think you can get a better depth piece. That's honestly all. I mean, nothing against you personally, Greg. I mean, if you're listening, I'm sorry for being mean, but I just—I don't know if you get a spark for my team. Is what I'm saying. So yeah, that's my uh, hypothesis on Greg McKeg. Mm-hmm. I picked I uh, Julian Gauthier for the same reason. Um, mm-hmm. He's a little bit hard to watch at some point. Like, uh, he comes from a long line of bodybuilders. I think like three generations of bodybuilders. So he's like fucking ripped and good on him. But he's he's kind of a slow player, man. I don't really enjoy watching like slower players. I don't find them fun to watch. And uh, I mean, I don't know. Like you said about Greg. I mean, I think you could find a better player in your bottom six. But yeah, that's a good. That's good. Some good analysis. Yeah, but I don't know. He could he couldn't still be with the team now. I know he was at the time of this recording, but I don't know. I, I find his time limited. This might be his last season. I mean, he was in Toronto, was he not? No, that's Frederick Gauthier. Frederick, Jesus, yeah. I yeah, don't I don't know. know. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I find this player a little bit hard to watch. So um I think he's gonna get one more shot on an NHL team after this. Good, yeah. It's it's getting down to it though for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's uh, he's got to show that he can make an impact and 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 a game consistently. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, he's a he's a big build. Like he should just use his body to get around, but instead he tries to rely on his speed and be a Lucic. Yeah, be a Lucic would be. Uh, I don't know. You can't tell people to fight though. That's kind of like older hockey. Go out um, there and fight, or you're scratched. <laughs> yeah. Tap him on the shoulder. It was like, either you fight right now, or you're fucking out of the league, but he'll bury you. Yeah, ECHL or you fight. Yeah. Your choice. <laughs> um, yeah, who's your guy in Ottawa? I got Eric Brandstrom. Eric uh, I don't I think he's player too. I don't think he's what he was hyped up to be in the Mark Stone trade. I think Vegas walks away with that, most definitely. Oh, yeah, they got the new captain, and Ottawa is left with a struggling young defenseman. Yeah, he's an offensive-minded defenseman. He turns over the puck a lot. Uh, he has a good uh, – he can run a power play well in the AHL, but he can't run in the NHL the same. And I think he's not uh, – I don't know if he's built to be a successful NHL defenseman. I don't know if he plays the right way, and I don't know if he's one of those players. I don't know how he uh, how he is when it be- comes to uh, – when it comes to him being coachable, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's just going to develop in the right way. So we'll see. Uh, I don't, I don't have my money on him. I think he's got time. He's not. He's not going to be what he was made out to be. He's not going to be, you know, like an elite offensive defenseman like fucking your Quinn Hughes, Kale McCars, and Adam Foxes. But you're gonna, I don't know, have a top four, especially with the the defenseman that Ottawa's been bringing in lately through the draft. 
Uh, I mean, he's going to be he's going to be in a top four role, so I don't think that's going to hurt them too much. But definitely, you want to get better return if you're sending out a player like Mark Stone. Yep. Yeah, good pick. Nice. Who's your pick? I got Matt Murray, but it's hard for me to say that because I love Matt Murray. Like I want to see this guy do good, but I'm I don't hate him. I hate the position he was in because uh, he kind of like took the spotlight away from Flower in uh, Flurry's last years in Pittsburgh. I would have liked to see, you know, Pitt, like Flurry win those cups instead of Matt Murray. So, I, I mean, I, I don't hate the player. I, I just hate the situation that he was thrown in. And uh, I don't know, kind of leaves a bad taste when that's still to this day. And I'm that's all I got on Yeah, you know, the, I like the player. I'm rooting for him to get back in the NHL because I know he's had his struggles this year. But yeah, I, I just could, honestly couldn't find another player on Ottawa. But, like, I don't hate many players on Ottawa myself. Yeah, no, I think they got a good uh, team there. Mm. Not a good team, but good guys anyway. <laughs> Definitely not a good team, but, you know, quality of the people there, probably higher quality people. Yeah. Uh, what about the Philly cheesesteaks? Who do you not like on this? She scared the fuck out of me. She was Buddy, that's a fucking dog you got there. That's not a cat. <laughs> a cat no. would not do that. Yeah, she scared me. I just heard a bang, and then somebody was running. <laughs> holy fuck she's some sausage she's mad man hey, she's watch, watch this watch this sorry podcast uh, audio listeners does that get her going Steven's uh, underneath the covers right now trying to rile up the cat <laughs> just one sec she's gonna jump and we're gonna have a good clip for Instagram this is what we need come on More cat videos on Instagram you're on camera. Are you really going to blow this? Or are you going to lose your opportunity? I'm giving you five seconds. Three, two, one. That's okay. it. Magic is not. Yeah, get out of here. You're never going to make it in showbiz. <laughs> She's not a movie star. Not a chance. Anyway, who do you got on Philadelphia, buddy? Ristolainen. I could have chose pretty much anybody on Philadelphia, but I chose Ristolainen because I think he was – High elite in uh, an NHL game, and he didn't, he didn't really deserve it. And I, I don't think he's ever lived up to anything like that, honestly. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it was weird because, like, in the I think it was the 2012 uh, when Finland won the world championships, he was hyped up to be like the best defenseman coming out of that tournament. And to look where he is now is kind of sad, <laughs> it's pretty sad. Yeah, wristle on and your life is sad. <laughs> your life is sad and your Steve's least. And you're bad. He's <laughs> uh, probably mad bad. too. Yep. Uh, my least favorite here is Martin Jones. Such a frustrating yep. goalie to watch, man. He'll like save all the hard shots, man, and then like just let in a squeaker and he'll let yeah. in two, and then his team will lose by a goal, you know? So. Uh, just like a uh, really hard goalie to watch, man. And, and it's too bad, too, because he had some he good had a couple seasons. good years in San Jose. Yeah. No, he didn't. He had good seasons in L.A. and then went to San Jose and kind okay. of like, threw his career away. But, yeah, he had to leave L.A., though. There was no point in staying and being back up for Johnny Quick because he wouldn't have got no, no ice time. So, mm-hmm. But, yeah, just, to, just to, like I said, it's just hard to watch him at some points. Yeah, uh, I, his his career went downhill pretty quickly, I think. Yeah. So it's unfortunate for him, and I don't really know if he's ever going to get it back on track. He's quite old now, I think. 
he's he's 31, 32 maybe. Yeah. Well, for a goalie, I mean, you don't have if much he's time. He's a Craig to... Anderson. Craig, he's still going. Or maybe yeah, like, just yeah. by just holding on by one thread. Yeah. Yep. Uh, nice pick. Thank you. You too. Uh, who is in Pittsburgh? Brock McGinn. I think when they lost Tanev, they wanted to get another gritty player in the bottom six, but I don't think they had to pay that much. I believe Brock McGinn's got a hefty contract. I'm not sure the exact numbers, but uh, it's nothing to brag about. I don't know what Hextall's thinking, but uh, he's a decent enough player. He's useful sometimes. Um, I don't he know if he's... He was good in Carolina. Yeah, I don't know if he's worth what uh, what he's getting there. Anyways. What's so, he getting? Uh, Pittsburgh, around three, four million? I think it's three and a half. For a long time, for like five years. Man. I don't like it. I think you can find players in that role that are better options for cheaper, and then maybe you can upgrade elsewhere. But that's pretty much my pick. Um, yeah. That's the reason why. I don't really necessarily hate him. I just yeah. don't love there's him. No, uh, there's no players on this team I really don't like. There's uh, there's just, I don't know, something better than getting Malkin for how skilled he is. I've heard some, like, uh, I don't know, some nightmare stories about him, like, playing with a guy for like five years and not knowing his name. Like that's kind of a bad luck to me. I don't know if he's joking or what, but I've heard stories like of like people on the bottom line and like Evgeny's seen as like a leader and instead of like embracing those players, just doesn't give a fuck about him. It was like, Hey, yo, number like 17, pass puck, pass puck. Instead of like saying like his name and actually getting to know the guy. So that's a bad look. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of these are just out of like, personality or whatever and that good leadership especially from like Evgeny Malkin like the second longest tenured player in uh Pittsburgh should probably get to know the bottom six players you know what I mean yeah no yeah because he's not really going anywhere so he should get to know him yeah Avar. yeah yeah but I don't know I like I like Evgeny I like his game but it's just something and I couldn't just, pick anybody else from Pittsburgh. I like it. From yeah, we're just picking. We're just being dickheads, honestly. Yeah, we're just being like picky. If you told me like how many of these players I hate, there'd be like two, maybe at tops. So. Yeah. Chris uh, Russell. Who you got? Yeah. Who do you got in San Jose? Noah Gregor. I forgot this guy existed. That's how bad of a hockey player he is. I don't even know if he plays forward or defense. I want to say forward. He's a center. Um, He's played a, probably 60, 70 games with San Jose through a couple of years now. Uh, just another one of those cases, man. I find myself picking the depth player who's not doesn't offer much to the team, and that's not because I, I should like to shit on depth players because they don't score a lot of goals. It's just I think there's – I like depth players that add an element to a team. I like a guy like Ron Reeves. I like a guy um, who, you know, can help the team in certain areas. Um, you know, and I don't believe – that uh, some of these players that I'm choosing do that. Uh, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of some more guys who are depth pieces who add a lot to a team. Um, Jason Spezza in Toronto, he's a fourth-line center. He plays second power play. He adds a lot of scoring. Uh, when you need a big goal, he can come out and he can help, and he, he produces goals. Uh, pretty good for a guy who doesn't get all the ice time. Um, you know, just a guy like that, Ron Reeves in New York, he goes out and he does his job. Um, you know, different teams have depth players who play really important roles. I, so that's why I chose a lot of depth players on this list. I don't think Noah Gregor is very important to this team. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from because, like, all those players, like, every player in the NHL today, like, the fourth liners have had to change the game. Like, there's no doubt, like, they were the best players on the team, the superstars back in Peewee or even Midgets. Um, but they've all had to change the game. And a person like Noah Gregor, in your case, 
like is playing on the fourth line should change the game to be more effective, but still wants to be the goal scorer that he probably was in like college or juniors or something. Yeah. Thinking they're going to break through. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't mind that. And there's a lot of people like that in the league that just refuse to change their game. They'd rather be nobody's than be an effective player, you know? Yeah. I would, I would change my game if I was in a situation like that. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's a, I forgot to mention it, but um, early in the podcast, but did you see that uh, Zach Cassian run over Sean Montembeau in Montreal? Yes, I did see that play. Did His helmet came it? off and everything, didn't it? Yeah, helmet popped off. Did you see any Montreal players stand up for Montembeau? I don't think I did. There was n- not one. Everybody just skated away from Cassian. How, like, even at like junior level, if someone runs your goalie, you fucking get that guy. Nobody touched Cassie. Nobody. That's even, a dick move. I mean, imagine what the goalie must be feeling. Just like, hey guys, you know that guy just ran me, right? Like, fucking shitty teammates when you get back in the locker room. Yeah. Just I, I would have let one in on purpose. <laughs> I would have. Yeah. Well, it's no surprise that they lost that game, but I don't know, I'd be pissed. Him. Yeah, buddy, I'd say he was. Yeah. A shitty situation for him. Um, yeah. Who's your pick in San Jose? I don't hate anyone on this team. Um, but if I was going to be a dickhead, I'd say it's Mark Andre Vlasic, just because he has a really square head. Um, <laughs> looks like a Roblox best, character. Yeah, he basically. Looks, you could, <laughs> he looks like a Roblox one. Yeah, it's the best you could scoop up. Yeah, that's honestly the best I can do. I don't hate anybody on this team, but I, I thought I'd just just draw attention to Mark Vlasic's really square head. Yeah. He's probably in the Builders Club. Might be, yeah. My, he looks like a Lego character. Yeah. He got a couple of Lego sets lying around. I know what he's up to. Oh, yeah. He, Making that six mil forever. Oh, yeah. He knows he's He's a six mil player. He's been a six mil player since Adana Taunch. Yeah, man. He's been there forever, man. He's always been in the top four. He's a great player and a, and a really good guy, too. So it was mm. hard for me to call out his head, but I'm gonna fucking do it. No. He's been there for a long this, time. This like he's one of the he's one of the most forgettable players in the league, but he's been there for so long and he's probably means so much to that team we don't even understand. Yeah, right. I mean he's he's like if you told me who would be there longer, like Joe Thornton or Marlowe, I'd be like, oh, well it's obvious Marlowe or Thornton just because of their heart and soul. But when you get down to the bread and butter, buddy, it's fucking Mark Blasic that's he's gonna be up there with games but, played against Marlowe and Thornton. He's close to a thousand now. So yeah, it probably he's is. way over, man. He's like 32 years old. Yeah, he's getting old. Yeah. Who's, uh, yeah, who's your guy in Seattle? Seattle, I uh, chose a defenseman this time, uh, Hayden Flurry. Uh, again, a depth or a depthish defenseman. High pick, didn't transition his game to be successful when he realized he wasn't uh, – you top four option. I don't think he's gonna get there. I think he's probably gonna, uh, probably just gonna shadow like himself out of the league eventually, just because he's he's not finding a way to make himself useful, unfortunately. Because I think he's he was a he was a high pick and he had a lot of hope uh, that he was gonna be something in Carolina. And then he went to Anaheim and now he's here. I think he still can, man. He's a He's not old he's got, yet. He's, still he's got a little bit of time, but uh, his time, the clock's ticking. He's got to start making adjustments to be successful. Yeah. Um, we'll see, though. Yeah, I just checked his stats. Mark Vlasic is 32, or 34 years old. Guess how many games he has played? 950. 1125. 
Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't even know he was over a thousand. Jesus. He's been there since 2008, I think. Wow. Yeah, he's a he's an old dog. He is. Get back on track here. Uh, I also picked a defenseman. I think it, my least favorite is Adam Larson. Uh, he has the potential to be great, uh, but he hasn't been able to get it done anywhere he's been. He hasn't been able to put the talent and work ethic together to really like build himself a solid career. I mean, he'll always be an NHLer just because I think he was picked like fourth overall. I mm-hmm. don't remember the draft, but he was picked high and traded for Taylor Hall. So he's always going to be kind of thought as as highly regarded or whatever. But I don't know. Guy just uh, can't get it done. Can't break out. He's always compared in that deal. It's unfortunate for him. But, you know, okay. t- Taylor Hall's not doing too hot now either. So it's not even as big That's of a right. blockbuster as it once was. Yeah, he's doing better than last season. He's in, okay, yeah. he's in Arizona, so he's in Buffalo. Know. Yeah, he did. He's, yeah. he's been through a couple of shitty teams. He's, he's been through a lot now. of teams. He's starting to turn it on now. Yeah, Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you have for St. Louis? Who do you not like here? Uh, Logan Brown, Ottawa, uh, draft pick, uh, big center. It's not not turning out. The you know he has a couple points this year. I don't think he's gonna be a top six option. I think if he fixes his game up and becomes more consistent, I think he's more of a bottom six option for probably the rest of his career. Oh, definitely. There's no way this guy finds himself in top six. No, I don't think so. I just, uh, I found a hard time to choose a guy I didn't like on St. Louis. I don't know. Probably looking back, it's probably Nico Mikola. I think he's a bit of a cunt, actually. Dude, yeah, he uh, he was being a dickhead to Crosby, dude, probably like three weeks ago. Yeah, so maybe I would have chose him, but uh, yeah, Logan Brown, you can take the piss this week. Take the piss. Um, That's my, my player is Jordan Bennington. I didn't have to think hard at all about this one. Um, okay. He's the same as an Aaron Dell. He's just a hothead uh, flamer. Uh, like he gets involved in places where he has no reason to. Like he'll have a shit game, get pulled, and then just like chirp the entire outposing bench and try to fight the other goalie. Like I don't know. There's sometimes where like you just got to grow up and be a little bit mature than that. You're at the highest level. You're a role model. You know, you can't be doing that kind of thing. Um, but all the same, maybe that's what makes him great. You know, maybe getting involved in the games the way he does is what gives him the edge over a lot of goalies in this league. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But for me anyway, just from a fan's perspective, uh, I'm not a big fan of it. That's fair. Yeah. it's a good pick. Uh, what about Tampa Bay? I chose Corey Perry. Uh, hey, come on now. I didn't like him when he was playing the Leafs. He hit Tavares, my favorite I player, probably. Do that, man. That was an accident. I don't care. I still don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, he's a bit of a scumbag in some regards. Um, he had a great career um, up to this point. He's won a scoring title, I think, and he's been a really good goal scorer, but he's past his prime, obviously. Uh, I just don't love him. I just, I don't know. I just wouldn't, he wouldn't be on my team. But that said, he's been a great player. I just, not a fan of him for what he's been known for. Yeah. Uh, well, his, well, his nickname is The Worm. So, comes with sure. that. It's a bit of a, you know, a bit of heat. kind of reputation. So, I don't blame yeah. him for picking him. I think, yeah. uh, I don't know. I think he's been good in his late years. I mean, he's been a leader everywhere he's been. Dallas, Montreal, and now Ooh. Tampa. So. Yeah, he's been a good player. I just uh, don't fucking like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's all it. <laughs> Uh, 
Yeah, here I picked uh I picked either Ruda or Cernak. Yan Ruda. Yeah, Yan Ruda or Eric Cernak. Oh, I like those two players. I think they're useful. Really? I just feel like they don't really get involved anywhere. I, I guess Ruda does and Cernak just like I don't know. I uh, I just I honestly don't know. I just couldn't pick another player. So it came down to these two and I didn't know which one to pick. I think they contribute equal, which is not much. So I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're definitely useful. In Again, a depth piece awesome. getting their healings for getting their feelings hurt. I've been talking for a long time. I said healings hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Just couldn't pick another guy. Uh, I mean, that's fair. I man. Sometimes, GM, you know, I mean, there'd, be, there'd be so many other like six or seven defensemen I pick over these two. So. Oh, that's fair. Cernak's still young though. He's only like I like Cernak. He's I like personally like Cernak. I think he's a good defenseman, but you yeah, know, everybody has like 25, 24, so he's still he's still young. But yeah, mm, who do you got for picks. Toronto? This is gonna be another touchy subject. I can already tell. I I actually had a no time debating this. Um, I chose Travis Dermott. Oh, I thought you were gonna choose Nick Ritchie. I was gonna choose Nick Ritchie. He was I was looking at him, but I was like. He doesn't really play much now, and he's going to get phased out anyways. So I uh, I chose Dermot because he's just easily replaceable. There's just so many other defensemen that could do what he does. He doesn't stand out, and, you know, I'm not saying I don't like the guy. Um, I just, I don't know, I just think he's, he's not what he's, he doesn't contribute enough to make me say, oh, I need this player in the lineup every night. So I I put him on my list. I don't dislike him, but just found uh, found that he was um, he plays a bit of a game where he doesn't he's kind of idle on the ice and he doesn't make great passes, but he doesn't necessarily make terrible passes. He just he's just there to be there, kind of. So yeah, he's a very you. generic player. I mean, generic, just yeah. a generic, just run of the mill two way defenseman. Doesn't bring doesn't, any quality. He's not. Quality. He's not a great offensive producer he doesn't he's not a shutdown defenseman and he doesn't get any of these scraps or you know hard plays along the boards he's just all around the board in the middle so yeah like, exactly that's my pick anyways yeah. i picked uh, william nylander uh i thought he had a really bad attitude when he was holding out he's a bit cocky or at least in the beginning of his career career i'm starting to be more of a fan now that he's at least like paying out like what he's getting paid I feel like he's pretty good value right now in the season for what he's doing to what he's getting paid. Uh, but when he was holding out, that just left like a sour taste in my mouth. Just like, I don't know. I thought he was being like overly cocky and overly, I don't know. Just like, I'm going to get paid what I want. And I don't give a fuck. Even though it was like his like second year in the league, you know? Mm, that's so, a fair, yeah. that's a fair pick, man. I, I don't really appreciate that. I mean, he's coming around. I mean, uh, same as, same as Marchand. I mean, those two players are uh, like, I'm not guys, a lover. Like, two years ago, I would have been a lot more, I don't know, salty about it. I'm not a lover in Elander myself. I think he's, he has his moments. He's very hot and cold, I think. Um, in terms of weeks, I have a hot week, I have a cold week. Um, and, you know, my grandfather doesn't really like him. He's got beef with him for some reason, but, uh, yeah, he's he's definitely a replaceable player if they had to make changes. Although I wouldn't want to see him move because he does score goals and he is skilled. Um, you know, you get to wean people out eventually. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, yeah. Who's your guy for Vancouver? I chose OEL. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, it just doesn't bring much. I mean, he's had a shitty year. Hopefully, he gets it together. And I, I, I've liked OEL when he was in Arizona. As a Vancouver Canuck, I'm not a fan. And that's pretty much all I get to say about OEL. Just not a fan of him in, in a Vancouver jersey. So, up to this point. I'm a fan of him in an Arizona jersey. I loved him in Arizona. But he kind of trailed off. Yeah, definitely. That's all I really get to say. I just love him in Arizona. Don't really like him so much in Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, I chose Tyler Myers here. I don't know. I don't know if it's just because he's really tall. I know he's really passionate about <laughs> the game, but it's uh, – I don't know. He seems a bit lazy at some points for me. It might just be because where he's so big, he's not mobile enough to uh, be a really, I don't know, quick player. But I don't know. I, yeah. I, don't, I thought about Myers, but I just – he was having an okay season. He hasn't been a reason Vancouver's losing, so that's why I didn't pick him. Yeah, for sure. And, no, uh, he's I, – I pick him to be on my team, but just, like, uh, not that cap it. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a combination of things like slot overlap and like just like I don't know. He plays a little lazy. He's, he doesn't mind getting in fights though. Is the only thing. So I definitely keep. I remember when he was a hot cookie in Buffalo. Like you, you thought like, oh my god, they got fucking Ristolainen and Tyler Myers coming up on the blue line, biggest blue line, and really good skaters and everything. And then they both just kind of dwindle, yeah. dwindle yeah. down. Hopefully that doesn't happen to Darlene and Power. Hey, boy, I imagine. Holy fuck. Uh, Tom will tell. Yeah, that's nice right. Nice pick. Thank you. Who's, uh, who's your pick for Vegas? Uh, I chose Lauren Brassois because he got to, he's got to replace Flurry, and nobody wants that job, and I don't like what they how to handle that. And Lauren Brassois is okay. He has good games and whatnot, but he's not Flurry, so that's why I don't like him. <laughs> he was a decent backup, I guess, in uh, his time in Winnipeg. But yep, I don't know. That, those are really big shoes to fill. You're right. Extremely. Yeah. Uh, at this team, I picked Evgeny Donata. I find him kind of a little bit with an ego too. I feel like he's he's a decent player. Uh, I don't hate him, but I don't know. I, I looked at him. It's kind of just like it's just kind of one of those things where it's like I don't know. I go either way on him. Uh, he's got a. Pretty dirty cap hit for what he's producing this year anyway. He hasn't been a standout player. No, I think he's around 20 points. No, but yeah, I guess that's all you can expect. He's playing like third line time, so that is mm-hmm. what it is. Uh, what about Washington? Uh, I choose I chose Evgeny Kuznetsov. I uh, I don't like the fact that he got caught doing drugs in the media. I, I do. That's my favorite thing about him, actually. <laughs> okay. Kuznetsov. I, I think it's a bad look for the game. Yeah, I know. It is. Uh, so, you know, and I, he seems like he's a bit of a cunt. I don't know. i just looking at him. So, Do you like his Birdman Sally? I do. That's the only thing I like about him. Oh, I, I like that Sally. Yeah, it gets right. under the skin of some people, so that's cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just don't really like him. He's a really good player. I think he's got 45 points in 44 games, Um. but doesn't give me a reason to like him. Doesn't give me enough of a reason, I should say. Sure. Yeah, good point. That's that's pretty much my only explanation. I just yeah. I like other players in that team. And that's a fair one, too. That's your, you have to the right to that opinion. Uh, I chose Garnet Hathaway. Even though I do like the player, he fits in on the fourth line, and a lot of people on that team really like him. Uh, do you remember that incident where he spat in the face of Cabranson? I don't really 
he was in a scrum and he and he just blatantly spit in right in the face of Cabranson. And uh, dude, I don't remember that. Really, dude, it was not a good look for the league, and a lot of people were upset. Um, wow, did he get suspended? Oh yeah, I think he got suspended like two games, one or two games. But wow, I don't, I don't remember that. You just don't treat other hockey players like that. Like I don't care how pissed off and in the game you are like to spit on another person and especially like in their face uh ultimate mm. sign of disrespect and just like that is disrespectful yeah yeah just like uh, ultimately low class um yeah i, I never uh, thought about that incident so if, if i did maybe i would have chosen yeah it i don't know it wasn't a good look and i still remember it was like from i think it was the same year that guy called tanner uh pearson's wife fucking boat or whatever yeah that was pretty shitty that that Washington locker room wasn't great. Or was that in Vancouver? That was in Vancouver, but he was in Washington, so he's yeah. not. Yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, not a good look for the league. Washington don't doesn't pick a lot of quality guys in a way. <laughs> Apparently not. No, holy fuck. No, they just pick a bunch of guys who can help them win. Yeah, and do drugs. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, what about from Winnipeg? Yeah, um, I chose Nathan Beaulieu, and uh, he shit on the Leafs once publicly, and that's why. What did he say? Yeah, I don't know. He said like they think they're better than what they are, and you know they're only just a bunch of overpaid bums, pretty much. I feel like Jesus. he said that once. Not exact. Not that's not a direct quote, but uh, he said something along those lines. So I think he's a fucking dickhead, and he's not even a good hockey player. So it doesn't matter because he's never gonna. He's just gonna be in the KHL for a year, and then he's gonna get kicked out of there. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I don't mind him. I, I think he's, I don't know, I think he has potential to be, I don't know, top four in Winnipeg just because they're a bit weak. But. Oh, fuck, man. He's not on my top four. Man, we'll see. Yeah, no. I I don't know. I, I didn't hear those comments. I might have faintly heard them, but I can't remember now. Uh, my guy I believe Winnipeg, it was in off-season, too. It was this off-season. It was in off-season. I, oh, I think it was fuck. like two years ago. I just don't oh, remember geez. him. Talk shit, so still salty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my player here is um, Christian Besselinen. Um, just for the same reason as R- Rasmussen. You know, I got my expectations up too high for this guy, and he just hasn't been able to produce at the NHL level. I think a lot of it comes down to he just didn't transition well to North American ice. He just had too much. I don't know, too much room in. Finland to kind of get around players, but he hasn't been able to get it's around. It's a different game, man. It's a different yeah. game. Yeah, he is a, he's a bit slow too, but yeah, I just thought he was going to be a lot better. Nothing he was a pretty high pick. Yeah, he was. I can't remember how high he was. He was first probably. round 100%. Oh, he was ninth. He was in the top 10. Yeah, so that sucks for Winnipeg. You don't want yeah. to miss those picks. Exactly. Nothing against his character, though. He's yeah. probably a good guy, unlike some people on this list, but yeah, just wasn't able to uh, get it going right now anyway. He might pick it up in the future. Yeah, Winnipeg's got to start picking Finnish guys top 10. I mean, Lonnie got shuffled out pretty quick too. So Yeah, right. Holy they got to start dressing some good old Canadian kids. Perfetti. Yeah, that, they made a good choice there, I think. I think he's going to be a really good player. Oh, my God. Uh, they got a Finnish defenseman too, um, Billy Haynola. Yeah. Geez, he might be fucking shit there too. Yeah, he's – a couple years he's fucking eating dirt. Oh, yeah. On the way back to Finland. <laughs> uh, he makes Not a cent to his name. <laughs> Not yeah. This was a this was a very hateful podcast, Stephen. Uh, I got to go, like, pray or something now. Yeah, I know. I feel like I don't <laughs> know. 
gotta go repent. Yeah, I mean, I feel like an asshole. I mean, I, I feel like I owe some of these players an apology. Like, I honestly feel like DMing like Trevor Zeger or something. Like, man, I, I don't really hate you, man. I just want to see a red wing win a Calder. That's all. I think you'd understand too. I would apologize to everybody except for Chris Russell. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, you've got nothing to be sorry for there, man. <laughs> no, okay. Thanks for the reinsurance. Um, yeah, I feel like this was a hateful podcast, so I'm sorry to anybody who's got okay. this far. Um, I don't know. It was just a little, just to mix it up, and just we like doing little predictions. We like playing these little games, and it it, it really boils down to a lot of time that we're either making a joke because we don't literally hate these people. We're either making no, a joke. No, a lot of mine were jokes too. Like I don't hate Vlasic because of the shape of his head. I just wish it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's, you got to be able to take a joke. So I mean, these guys are obviously making way more money than us so don't they don't really give a shit what we got to say so we're just messing around i mean it's either a, a fun joke or it's because yeah. of, i think the team could upgrade the depth or they're not having a good year would, uh, that's literally what it is i would say all these people are making more money than me and you steve right now except for evander kane he's got negative money so i think we are making more than i him. think we're set there yeah. yeah but as soon as like he plays like three nhl games i think he'll pass us again so yeah probably we'll see oh well Maybe right, uh, maybe um, YouTube will blow up. Yeah, that's right. All right. This video will blow wanna, up. You want to sign us off? Tell the folks where they can find us. Yeah, you can find us on uh, YouTube at Hockey Tank Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Just Hockey Tank, and uh, make sure to go check out those uh, social media pages. You can find us on all uh, uh, podcast uh, streaming platforms: Apple Music, Spotify, and um, on the internet at Anchor.fm. So just go look us up there. Uh, whatever you're listening to us on, uh, we're trying to grow the YouTube channel. We haven't been very successful yet, but, uh, you know, we're staying persistent. We're going to keep uploading um, at a schedule of, you know, five to ten days between episodes. We're going to keep pushing them out, and hopefully one of them breaks through. So, and uh, get us a follow on Instagram as well. And, uh, you know, just uh, slowly hoping that we're going to break through. So, we'll see how it goes. Yes, sir. Couldn't have said it better myself, Stephen, buddy. Um, thanks for uh, taking your time to listen to us, folks. Um, like we said, please show us some support online. We're itching to start talking to you guys. Uh, we've we're getting uh, a few uh, comments. We've got a couple comments on the uh, YouTube videos, and they're fun to reply to, and the people have been nice. So, yeah, just uh, any support is very welcome at this point. So, yeah, yeah. consider it. Have a good All right, night, guys. Uh, see you next week. Take care, everyone. <laughs>